Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. you were ready <laughs> oh i did i didn't hear the, the the tiny click yeah i didn't hear the click we need a light ah yes on air yeah oh that would be cute outside the door and inside here so and i know here so i need it for myself <laughs> <laughs> so that you know yeah we are in fact recording here we are we should get one recording. i'm sure those exist somewhere oh absolutely i'm sure my girlfriend can find it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Like she finds everything else. Is she good at that? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, every time I need something, she's like, here's 12 links. Oh. I'm like, that's cool. I don't want to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Bring it to me. Her roommate kept, um, he got some rugs for the house and they're, you know, cute. And rugs are expensive. So that's a good yeah. thing to buy secondhand for yeah. sure. Um, but he kept forgetting to see like where they were. No, because no. you know you set it to like where you live but yeah. it shows you within so many miles right the items and he kept being like well i have to drive to cincinnati today <laughs> to buy a 20 dollar rug <laughs> he's like, so well, funny i don't know it's very funny speaking of homes yeah my big news is i have to move yeah yeah and uh i'm a little sad about it mostly because i hate moving yeah I believe we've mentioned that multiple times. But I scheduled movers this time. Nice. Yeah, and I'm very excited. Yeah. That's... I've never used movers before. Me either. So it'll be nice. It also said on their website, like, um, they'll disassemble and reassemble things. Ooh. As part of the whole thing. Yeah. And I did it through a company that does a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a couple texts after I scheduled it, and one was like, this is this part of the group we offer deep cleaning move in and move out services and then this other one was like we offer help packing yeah yeah and i was like oh shit that's I awesome need any of that but that's tight good yeah there's the ones that came and deep cleaned my house which they did a pretty good job but yeah they're used to doing it with no furniture in the place yeah. so they were like well we didn't they didn't like move stuff yeah <laughs> so but they still did a pretty good job yeah it's like my bathroom has never been cleaner so nice. that was nice but yeah yeah and i i mean I don't know. I don't really want to move, but it'll be nice to do a fresh start yeah. somewhere. It's true. You yeah. just put so much work into that house, so that's a bummer because it looks super cute. But... I know. I got a little sad about it this morning. You will have another house to make super cute in the I... near future. Yeah. I was looking back at pictures of what the house looked like when I moved in. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I put so much into this house. I know. You really did. And uh, the fact that they're going to have to undo a lot of it in order to sell it is even more frustrating. Yeah but it's okay i'll survive yeah <laughs> that is true yeah that's my big news moving on up yeah moving on up 
That's very exciting. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I'll have some stuff packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I have not started yet. No. Well, it's hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. I know. I bought boxes and everything. That's a step. Yeah. 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 And we're going to have a yard sale. Yeah. That's going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. We need to do that. Yeah. I got stuff. I do too. I have too much stuff. Yeah. And my boyfriend's about to move in. Yay. In a couple months. And he also has stuff. Yeah. Although not very much. No. His apartment is small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Because. I'm going to have to get a storage unit, which I've also never done. Yeah. Because I have stuff I don't want to get rid of, but I will not need. Right. My new living situation. Yeah. Not don't need two next. dining room tables. No. <laughs> no. But I'm not getting rid of mine because I like it. Yeah, sure don't. Yeah. Well, well, moving on to the reason we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're here because this is a podcast. It's called Replay Rewind, where we're going to talk about a movie that we haven't seen since we were kids, and then we're going to go watch it, and we'll come back and tell you all about it, give you some facts, trivia, info, stuff to impress your neighbors, mm-hmm. your new neighbors, and your new your new neighbors yeah they'll be like hey welcome to the neighborhood and you'll be like yeah whatever did you know <laughs> and then they'll never talk to you again yeah you're welcome that'll be great i meet wedge i bucket snake I have a question for you nice bucket snake if you were to have some sort of talking animal mm. as a sidekick yeah what would you want okay i have a follow-up question okay in my normal life or on an adventure. Mm. Should I consider, you know, like how useful mm-hmm. or just for fun? Mm. That's uh, Well, that's a good question. What kind of adventures are you going on? Well, I don't know. In this fantasy world where I have a talking animal sidekick, maybe I <laughs> have to save a princess or dig up buried treasure. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, you would want something probably that you could ride or at least yeah. carry stuff. Yeah. But let's, let's just say... Just for fun. In your day-to-day, everyday, current life. Just for affect? Yeah. I think a snake would be cool. A snake would be cool. I I like the idea of a bird. Yeah. Um, Especially because they can like <laughs> fly and then come back. Just the idea of a bird. I know. Just yeah. Out of context. I like the idea of a bird. <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> um, They could scout for you and be like, the traffic is bad. Don't go that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you got like the internet for that. Right. But I never listened to the internet about that. Mm. I would listen to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm not like mm, all that attached to birds, really. Yeah, I love birds. They just poop a lot. But if you could talk to them, because that's that's my biggest thing about having birds as pets is, yeah, they just kind of poop wherever and you yeah. can't like let them roam free. Yeah. You can't guarantee that they're going to come back. Yeah. But if you could talk to it and It'd if you were like, like, yeah, this is where your house is, go, go. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. Then and, I would um, be... Don't poop in my house. And don't poop in the house. I would definitely <laughs> be down to have a bird as a pet. Yeah. But um, I think that'd be fun. I think a little hamster would be fun. Just because oh. I like hamsters. And then if it could like talk to you and yeah, yeah, I just, don't know. Just like be in your pocket. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think something little that you can just like take with you everywhere easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think a snake would be cool because it could just like hang out, you know, like around your neck or around your arm or whatever. Yeah. In a pocket if it gets too mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Yeah, I was just watching TV with 
bucket just like sitting on my chest last night. Yeah. Just hanging out. That's cute. Yeah. He could do that at work too. It's true. Could go with me and talk to the client while I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> he can be the social like one. Like you talk to them yeah. about their drama. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. remember their name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering people's names. You remember the mundane details like their name. Yeah, you remember that stuff. I'll remember their pets' names. I always do. Interesting. But I just forget human names. They're all the same. Yeah. Which Katie is this? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then when I see your face, I'm like, oh, yeah. How's Julius, the dog? <laughs> <laughs> Julius. That's a good name. Yeah. What about you? What do you think you would pick? Just a hamster? Yeah. I like hamsters. Yeah. They're so cute and soft and fluffy. And then, yeah, if you lost something, you'd be like... The thing went under the table oh, yeah. over there. Can you go get it? <laughs> yeah. Can you grab that for me? Yeah. Real quick. You could break into places too. I could like find a little hole. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Go unlock turn the off door. the security system yeah. and unlock the door. Yeah. But only for good. You'd only do it to rob from the rich to give to the poor. Yes. Because you're a good guy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> in case there are any cops listening. <laughs> Meat Wedge, her legal name, yeah. would definitely, absolutely never use a talking hamster. No, I didn't just on the Fast and the Furious episode say crime is rad. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Absolutely not. Nope. Not me. Crime is rad on TV. Yes, fictional crime. Fictional crime. Why are we talking about uh, talking sidekicks? Well, because... <laughs> Well, <laughs> we are talking about Don Bluth classic. I didn't realize this was a Don Bluth movie, but it is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Don Bluth. I was like, did I make that up? Classic Anastasia. Yeah. I feel like it usually gets confused for a Disney movie, and it's not. Yeah. No, because Don Bluth said, "Fuck you, <laughs> Disney Corp." Yep. Corporation. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna go make eight mildly successful studios instead." Yes. Suck it. See, how, how do you like that, Disney? And they were like, okay. You would bye. not kill that dog in that movie. <laughs> and now I <laughs> must. So I have to go kill so many parents. Kill this dog. <laughs> yep. With a car. Anyway, I don't know if I... I have to have seen this. Yeah. Because uh, I was a child once. But <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Nothing? Mm-mm. Dang. Well, no. there's a girl. Ah. Named Anastasia. Beverly Hills? Yep. Cool. Cosmetics. Full name. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is she? She thinks her name is Anya, I think. Mm. She lives in an orphanage. And then the orphanage is like, well, you're 18. Get out. Oh. So she just has to go. They're like, here's a scarf. And they kick her out. Okay. In the snow. And so she's like, all right, well... Okay. It's been a so good she life. Starts on her little journey. She and just lays down. <laughs> she and just gives lays up. down in the snow, and that's it. No, that was uh, Grave of the Fireflies. No. This is a different movie. Yeah, it's not March. Um, and then she meets a guy named Dimitri, who is like a con artist type dude, and he's like, if we convince the Romanoff lady that we have found her granddaughter Anastasia. We'll get a lot of money. Mm. 
And so he teams up with this other dude who has got to be played by Tom DeLuise. I mean, he just looks like him. Yeah. And he was in like every Don Bluth movie somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So he teams up with that. They're like partners and they're like, all right, we'll just train her. You know, we'll coach her to pretend that she is Anastasia Romanoff and convince her and then we'll get the reward and then we'll go on our way yeah and then of course in the course of doing this like anya and dimitri fall in love and then they find out that she is the real anastasia oh shoot and it's very nice because they're all reunited yeah but then it feels so good it feels so good that there's a bad guy rasputin who Mm. killed all of the romanoffs and his little bitty sidekick who is a little tiny white bat named bartok well that's cute He's very cute. He's got like a cute little accent. He's just like <laughs> we're just talking about like if if we see Anastasia again, he's gonna beat her up. He's like, and then I'd kick her, sir. <laughs> and he's just got little feet. <laughs> and it's just really cute. I love a bat with little feet. He's he's so cute, he has a giant head. He kind of looks like uh the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Oh shit. But like cuter. But he has that yeah. like giant head and then like little body and he's yeah. white and little yeah okay yeah so it's just kind of that rasputin was dead but now he's not so he's kind of gross and fallen apart oh that's brought back to life yeah it's pretty spooky at times and then he just like is killing off the romanovs because they killed him well he killed the whole romanov family which is how anastasia and her grandmother got separated when anastasia was a little girl and that's not how history happened no it's not but that's okay it's, it's a kid's movie, it, it sounds like. Movie. So it's like super <laughs> based on, it's like super loosely based on, yeah. you know, but Anastasia and her grandmother never got reunited. They never found her. Mm. She probably just died. No, she's probably out there somewhere. <laughs> Still alive. Rasputin was around like World War One. Yeah, yeah, she's probably out there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Every time I hear about Rasputin, I always think it's like the 1700s. Yeah, time tale. But it, but it, it wasn't that long it's ago. World War One. Yeah, which, which I mean, is... you know, it was more than a hundred years ago. But yeah, but not a lot more, right? Nineteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. nineteen sixteen to like yeah. nineteen nineteen fourteen twenty to or so. Yeah. yeah, so not that much long ago. No, not that much long ago. Whatever. <laughs> we were born in the same century. That yeah, happened. It's true. Because we're old. <sighs> Well, should we go watch it? Yes, I think we should go watch it. Hell yeah. Right now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. 
Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, that was a fucking historically inaccurate movie. Yeah, they made it a lot nicer than what really happened. Yeah, and more fun. And more fun. Uh, certainly, but um, yeah, none of that happened. No. And it seems weird to use some historical facts. Yeah. Like, just make your whole new thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just strange to have it, like, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end because yeah, I learned a lot about the Romanoff family and yeah, good. They're glad, glad to know. Um, I know, you know a lot about tragic downfall, Rasputin, but yes, <laughs> that's from the last podcast on the left. So. Yeah, I didn't go so much into Rasputin yeah. because I mean he's really not even supposed to be a part of the story. But we'll get to it. Right now, we'll talk about oh, the movie, okay. and then at the end, I'll I'll tell you more about what happened. Great. Well, let's start with the IMDb, which says the last surviving child of the Russian royal family joins two con men to reunite with her grandmother, the Dowager Empress, while the undead Rasputin seeks her death. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. Sure. There's so many people in this movie. Yeah, everyone is someone. (laughs) It's true. As they say. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. There's a lot of good people. I thought Dom DeLuise was in it, but it's Kelsey Grammer. Which, which it doesn't even wild. sound like him. No, he did a great job. I guess. Being but Russian. It just seems weird to get a name like that and not use their actual voice. Yeah. He'd never been in anything animated before. Oh. So maybe he was just like, I just want to try it out. Yeah, fuck it. That's great. So anyway. Yeah. I also wonder, because Anastasia is not a Disney princess because this was not a Disney movie when it came out. Yeah. It was made by Fox. It's yeah. a Don Bluth film. Gary Goldman worked on it. It's actually Fox's first animated movie that oh. they ever made. Nice. Um, but I do wonder if once Disney bought Fox, Don Bluth was like, God damn it. <laughs> cannot escape. <laughs> I quit Disney several Never times. Buying my shit. <laughs> God. Yeah. Probably. Or if he was like, sweet, now I'm getting those Disney royalty checks. I don't know. Disney books. They yeah. just send him tickets to Disney. He doesn't actually get any money. <laughs> Isn't he like in his 80s? Yeah. He's like, I can't use these. Yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We start out on a teeny tiny little music box with mm-hmm. some dancing people on top. Yeah, this music box that is, for some reason, computer animated. Yeah, like well, a third... Of the movie is computer animated. It's really unsettling. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very dry. Because she picks it up in her very hand-drawn animated hand. Yeah. But it is, like, it looks different. Yeah. You know, it's not like in some movies where it's like, oh, I can tell that, like, they hand-drew it, but then they used a computer to, like, make the room. I don't right. know. Yeah, or do the backgrounds. Yeah, which yeah. they also do in this movie. But yeah. then, yes, there are just some things that are, like, CGI'd yeah, and into they, they feel like they're on two different layers almost, yeah. you know? Like they don't 
they're not married together. No. It does uh It's like they didn't master it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so um a lady picks it up and the little people like fold into it. So it just looks like a little jewelry box when it's not mm-hmm. open. And she puts it in her bag. She leaves the building and gets into a carriage and we get this voiceover from her, which her she's voiced by Angela Lansbury. Yay. And she's explaining, you know, we lived in an enchanted world in 1916 and my son Nicholas was the czar of Russia. Yeah, an enchanted world during World War One, Right. <laughs> and sure. they, she's like, you know, had a bunch of grandchildren, but my favorite one <laughs> was Anastasia. Yeah. She's like, damn, that's yeah. rude. And straight to the point. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are other kids around, but this one I like. This one was the best. Yeah. <laughs> this one I actually like. And then we get to this huge ballroom. I mean, it is just enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's full of people dancing. And she gets there and she's like waving to Nicholas, who we see is dancing with a young girl with long red hair. And this is Anastasia. And she like runs up to her grandmother and gives her this drawing. And we learn that the grandmother is headed back to Paris. And Anastasia is like, I wish you weren't going. I'm going to miss you. But her grandmother is like, well, we'll be there together soon. Also, I had this music box made for you. And you wind it up with this little necklace that says together in Paris on it. And that's the key. And it's kind of like a secret. It's not obvious that this is how this thing operates. Right. And she's like, it'll be our secret. And it also kind of hints that she she is going to go to Paris and then maybe send for her. Yeah, it's weird because she's. She reads that it says together in Paris, and then Anastasia's like, oh, do you mean it? And yeah. it's like, w- you have more money than God, as my mother likes to say. You mm. could go wherever you want, whenever you want. Like, yeah. just go to Paris. Who just, cares? Just go. So I don't really know what the what's happening there. I don't either. But while all of this is happening, we see that behind them, there is a young man in rags. Um, He is like, I mean, you can tell he works like in the kitchen or something. Yeah. You know, he's not like. From the street, but he's not meant to be in that room. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And because he's not meant to be in that room, one of the other servants grabs him. His name's Dimitri. And is like, go back in the kitchen. And that's all. And then the music box starts to play the little lullaby. And the grandma and Anastasia sing together. And yeah. Yeah. There's more voiceover. Right, where she's like... Yeah, she's like, but we would never be together in Paris because the evil Rasputin, you know, like, Mm. saw to it or whatever. So he shows up and everybody's like, oh, no, Rasputin is here. Yeah, the only brown guy in the room. Mm -hmm. He's just the tropes. Yes, I know. Stereotyping. It's really rough. He suffers from Jafar syndrome where (laughs) everyone around is white and he is brown. Yeah. And yet they're all Russian. So Rasputin is also white. Right. They should just be the same color. I mean, the only thing that I can say, and this is with heavy eye rolling. I don't know if you heard, but the only (laughs) thing that I can say. The squelching that you heard. (laughs) Meat wedges eyeballs. In its defense is that he's not like a natural brown. He's like a dying man's brown. Like he's like... (laughs) A corpse, you know, like he's yeah. just like he doesn't look well. But he it's also not doesn't like, have white person features either. No, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, so it's not good. No, I was just trying to give it like anything, <laughs> any sort of like. <laughs> but maybe trying. no, it's it's not great. 
Yes. Um, well, the voiceover continues, and the Dowager Empress explains that the family thought that Rasputin was holy, but it turns out he's actually a fraud. And Rasputin is voiced by Christopher Lloyd, which is great. He mm-hmm. does a great job. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and he comes in, crashes the party, and says that you, you know, how dare you banish me? I'm gonna curse all of the Romanovs forever. Yep. He's like your whole family's gonna die within the fortnight. Yeah. And Nicholas is like, get out of here. And then we see Rasputin like selling his soul. Yeah. Which it's there's this like spooky portal and it like sucks all of his skin off. What? With like pop and it's just bones left. And then he gets his skin back and he looks the same. But at, the timing is weird because I'm like, he goes to this party and Nicholas is like, fuck off. We don't we don't want you here. Yeah. You're a traitor and whatever, whatever. And that's when he decides to sell his soul. Yeah, like he Is didn't that... plan ahead. Yeah. So wonder he... if he was just like, okay, if I go in here and they let me back in. Everything's fine. Yeah. It just seemed like, because he walks in and he has like this glowing green thing mm. that he like uses, it like shoots green beams out of it. And green it, like, beams? Yes, green beams. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not a holy man. I'm a healthy man. You misunderstood. <laughs> I'm just trying to feed you green beans. Yes. No, it, it like shoots these beams into the... We call it the chandelier. Yeah. During the party. And then it shows him like getting this relic like infused with magic and his skin, whatever. So I'm like, well, I just don't understand the order of things. Yeah, no, I don't either. So did he not have magic or he did have magic? He's got magic one way or the other. Right. Is he a fraud or not? Right. Yeah. So I'm just confused about that. Maybe he was like, <laughs> I can do this thing. And then they were like, you're not a holy man. Like, you might be a magic man, but you're not a holy oh, man. yeah, maybe. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going all the way and sells his soul. I don't know. They don't explain it very well. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like a funny reality show. Rasputin, fraud or not? <laughs> it's the camera crew following him around. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he sends these, like, nasty little green impish-looking things out of his lantern and tells them to go kill the Romanovs. For some reason. Because he was just there. He could have just done it, but it's fine. Right. He didn't have the power over them before? Because he didn't sell his soul? I don't know. I don't know, but he could have just killed the Romanovs. He was there. Right. They're like people. Yeah. <laughs> you can just stab them. Yeah. They don't have a shield. <laughs> there were a lot of people around, I guess. You weren't going to make it out of that room alive. Yes. They run off to do that. Um, and, and as they do, we see that the people in the street are breaking into the castle. Yeah, and the little imps just kind of come and unlock the doors for them. So they don't yeah. kill them directly. No, they just let them be killed. Encourage. Yeah, they just kind of help. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody was already pissed at them. It's not like everybody oh, yeah. was like, oh, the Romanovs are great. And then all of a sudden, there was already like an unrest happening. This part is historically accurate. Yes. That, that's the one thing that they got right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see the Romanovs trying to escape, which um, they're all running out. But Anastasia is like, oh, shit, I got to get my little music box. And she goes back for it. And so then her grandma turns around and goes back for her. And they end up in her room, which I don't even know how any of this happens because she was just holding the music box just then. But well, I know. So that's what makes me think that Rasputin showed up. Hello. And they were like, get out. And then he was like, fine. And then he went home. And then he was like, I'm selling my soul so that I can have more power so I can kill the Romanovs. And yeah. then, so she was like, 
the party's over. I'm hanging out in my room. And so like, it makes me think that time has passed. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't pick up on any of that. But maybe <laughs> so. Who knows? But anyway, so they're in her room and then people start to break in and Dimitri comes out of the wall and says servants passages or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, come through these little, this little half door. And they do, they escape. And a little white bat sees all of this happening and yells down to Rasputin about it. Yeah, he's like, they're escaping. Yeah. And then Anastasia drops her music box again. But Dimitri's like, literally just go, pushes them into the wall, closes mm. the wall. And then like some dudes run in with guns and they're like, which way did they go, boy? And he's like, I'll never tell you. And then they hit him in the head yeah. with like their bayonets. And he passes out on the floor next to this music box. Yep. So let me see Grandmama and Anastasia running towards a train, but Rasputin just kind of pops up out of nowhere and grabs Anastasia. Mm -hmm. And then they tussle and then Rasputin falls through the ice. So I guess they were standing on like a frozen lake, but it cracks and he falls through and into the water below and drowns. Yeah, he can't swim. Well, no. He's got all those ropes. Dragged him down. But her grandmother makes it to the train and she hops on, but Anastasia doesn't. Her grandma just abandoned her. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And they get separated and Anastasia falls and hits her head on the platform. Yeah. And the voiceover explains that she never saw Anastasia again. Right. It's like, get off the train. Yeah. Or some, I know there are like people holding on to her, but also everybody else sees this little girl like not make it. Yeah. She's screaming after her, you know, like, Anastasia. And they're just like, well. <laughs> Sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah, she's fine. She's eight. She'll figure it out. <laughs> it's The whole thing is just, like, really weird. Like, why would you like, yeah. allow this to happen? I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway. I don't know. It's a real bummer. But some time has passed. Ten years, to be exact. We yeah. Learn. And we see a bunch of, like working class Russian people mm-hmm. singing about how much St. Petersburg sucks. Yes, but there's rumors at least, hey, we may be starving and not have any work and it's really cold and um, mm-hmm. there's a famine and mm-hmm. probably I'll die soon. Yeah. Oh, but I heard a rumor. What was it? So that'll keep me going for a while. I uh-huh. just chew on that for a bit. <laughs> um, Put that in the soup. There's a rumor that Anastasia is still alive. Whoa. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't. Is it? (laughs) I don't know. Is it? We see a man with very chubby cheeks making his way downtown through the singing crowd to a door while people are explaining, you know, we're getting some backstory that the grandmother has offered a reward to anybody who finds Anastasia. Mm -hmm. I don't. It, wh- why has 10 years passed before the grandmother is like hey has anyone seen her actually i guess i could start looking yeah like she saw her fall but she knows she didn't die right and she knows right where she is but yeah. she just kept fucking going to paris and was like she'll figure it out yeah together like, in paris <laughs> I, I mean i know that like things were not great for the romanovs in Russia at that time. Right, so yeah. she was like, I, I gotta get out of here alive. But like, you have money, send someone to go get her. Yeah. It just, none of it makes any sense. No. Why she waited 10 years to be like, oh, I heard Anastasia was alive. It's like, did you bother checking 10 days after you got on well, the train? Well, even if it was like, until the end of World War One, 
you know like shit was just you couldn't get in and out of the borders or something you know like everything was messed up but world war one ended in 1918 right two years later yep try two years later yeah 10 she just wanted to get through the awkward teen years yeah she's like i'm not dealing with that brad no (laughs) she's gonna be such a dick (laughs) i'm just gonna wait (laughs) i'm just gonna yeah maybe she'll find me i don't know (laughs) just let her do the work Anyway, so this chubby-cheeked man is named Vlad. Of course. And he's, like, walking through this building, and he passes another guy, and we see it's Dimitri, 10 years older. Mm -hmm. He's looking suave, wearing a nice coat. And they are still, like, the song's still going on, and they're talking and stuff. Apparently, Don Bluth did not like Vlad's character design at all, Mm. because he felt like Anastasia and Dimitri looked very real, and Vlad looked very cartoony. But I'm like, Anastasia and Dimitri are, like, the realest looking people. And everyone else is a cartoon. Like, yeah. an over-exaggerated character of a human being. Vlad looks like um, Fievel's dad. Yes. And Fievel goes west. They have the same face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Except for he's not a mouse. Maybe not. Um, yeah, while we're talking about character design, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange. All of it is just very strange. Couldn't their faces changed so much? Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what either of these two people look like. No, I their features. The just I don't know if it was the way it was animated. I don't know what it was, but I was like, they look different from frame to frame. I don't know. Yeah, they change a lot. Their faces move too much, way too much. They also everybody has like. And I mean, and I know I know everyone has this in real life, but like the lines in your face, like the creases that come down from your nose and are on either side of your mouth. Yeah. But theirs are very pronounced. And yeah. so they just look old, even though they're like 18. Yeah. And all of it is just, there's some bizarre decisions going on. Maybe it, it's Don Blith was just like, I don't know how to draw people. That's true. I mean, he doesn't do it very often. No. So. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. That was the issue. That's why Vlad looks like a mouse. <laughs> but he doesn't like him. He's like... Well, it's his movie. Why don't he change it? I know. It's just weird. I think it's weird to say that Vlad looks out of place when it's Dimitri and Anastasia who right. look out of place. Yeah. No, I agree. But so, yeah, they're going through St. Petersburg. They're joining in on this song. And again, like people are selling things from the palace. They're mm. like, I got these drapes from the palace or these are... One guy says these are Count Yusupov's pajamas, which he was like a dude who actually existed. And we'll talk about him later. Mm. But it's like, but again, it has been 10 years since the Romanovs were killed and or run out of Russia and like communism took over and all that. It's like, why? Why now are you like, ooh, do you want these drapes? Like, no, they're 10 years old. (laughs) They're not even in fashion. You've been sitting on them for the last 10 years? Like, what? Why? I guess the hype, because maybe Anastasia's alive and so everybody's like, hey, remember the Romanovs? Like, I have their shit, but like. Also, where did the rumor come from? Yeah, that's also a very good question. Because Anastasia doesn't know that she's Anastasia. No, does, no, neither does anyone else. Yeah, you everybody know? So just it's assumes not like that anybody saw her and started talking about it. Yeah, because she's we will learn shortly just in the woods somewhere. Yeah, she's not like in the woods roaming in. around. Woods <laughs> in. Yeah, I don't know. This movie's weird. It is very weird. Can but anyway, we learn that. Dimitri has been kind of a scoundrel since he lost his job at the palace mm-hmm. and his main business is forging papers for people to get out of the country. Yeah. 
but he's like, this is the one last job that we're going to do. We are going to find a girl who can pretend to be Anastasia. We will take her to meet her grandmother. And by the time she figures out that she's a fraud, we'll be long gone with our reward money. Yes. And that's it. We'll just get to live off that money for forever and we can not do crimes anymore. Yeah. And sure. One last job. Yeah. Always, always works. There's always just one more. Yep. And Vlad says he has rented out a theater and they're going to be holding Anastasia auditions. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the plan. Yep. So now we're at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. There is a lady missing a lot of teeth. <laughs> Every woman, like during this sequence, this like St. Petersburg rumor song. Yeah. Is missing teeth and talks with their tongue fully out of their mouth. And they're all dumpy. Yeah. Everyone was starving. Yeah. No one was dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it's just the layers. The Russian layers. Oh, They're yeah. all very skinny underneath. But, right. You know. It's just it's like when you give your cat a bath and you're like, wow, you're actually really tiny under there. <laughs> Where's the rest of you? Yeah. Um this woman though reminds me of Madame Mim. Very much so. Just yeah, the way she, she like her head bounces around mm-hmm. and she talks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yes, she is explaining to a grown up Anastasia. That she got her a job in the fish market. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl who goes by Anya now because she doesn't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Not paying attention at all. She is instead waving goodbye to her orphan pals. And here we get a little backstory that Anya came to the orphanage with no name or any idea who she was. And the only clue that she has is the necklace that she wears that says together in Paris. Yeah. And this old lady is like, no, I fed you. I put a roof over your head. I took care of you, you know, and yeah. even though you didn't know who you were and nobody else wanted you. And Anya's got like a little bit of attitude about it. But she's like, get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. I got you a job. You know, you're 18 years old. Yeah, she's probably like, yeah. happy 18th birthday. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, And she just kind of like boots her out of the yard. And she's like, I know you want to go to France and find your family. Boo hoo hoo. Whatever. This is the real world. You got to grow up. Go get a job at the fish market that I have secured for you. Yes. But again, not to harp on this theme, but here I go. They have known for the last 10 years that she has family in Paris or presumably some sort of connections in Paris. And they did nothing. No. Yeah. Didn't didn't try. Didn't send a telegram. No. Didn't do anything. They were just like, yeah, yeah. Together in Paris. Whatever. It's like okay all right okay fuck it i guess (laughs) so anya takes off down the road um being a little sassy you know about the orphan lady and she gets to a fork in the road one leads to saint petersburg which is you know on the path to paris and the other one to the fisherman's village very convenient Mm -hmm. (laughs) those are the only two options yeah fork in the road paris fish paris fish i don't know um but Anya says that she wants to go to Paris, but she doesn't know if she should. So she's like, send me a sign. And she starts yelling at the sky, basically. Mm -hmm. And just then, a tiny dog uh, jumps out of nowhere, Yep, grabs her scarf, and starts running towards St. Petersburg. Yeah. Which she's like, do you mind? I'm waiting for a sign. Yeah. And the dog's like, meh. And she's like, oh, oh, this is it. Okay. All right. Heard. Here I go. You know, that's all I needed. I'm going to St. Petersburg. And then we get this very cute song, which mm-hmm. I love a lot, but it's very hard to sing because it starts high and gets higher. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. But 
it's you know just about her being like all right i'm i'm off on this road and i'm gonna find out where i belong i can go the distance no wait that's, that's <laughs> Yeah, it's very reminiscent of that, you know, just it like is. I'm going to find my family. Yes. Yeah. I've had all these dreams, you know, as mm-hmm. for as far back as I can remember. And I know I had a family at one point and, you know, I have this clue. I have my whole life ahead of me. Maybe I'll figure it out. Yeah. So very as cute. she's walking, she has a scarf. Yeah. That she just has in her coat pocket. Yeah. That just drags along the ground. Yep. And I don't know why, but it annoys me so much. <laughs> like, put your goddamn scarf on. At least like. Put it more in your pocket. Yeah, you're walking has, through six inches of snow too. Like what? It she's just shoved. She shoved it one hand deep in her pocket. She's like, good enough, even though it's like ten feet long. Yeah, and it's just dragging on the ground behind her. I don't know. She's don't it's know. she's using it to collect snow so that she can drink it later. Oh, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> so she gets to Saint Petersburg. She tries to buy a ticket to Paris, but she doesn't realize that she needs an exit visa to do so. So they tell her to get lost. Yep. There's an old woman in line behind her. Who has everyone else's teeth. Yeah, there's too many teeth in this lady's head. Yeah, she got a lot of teeth. She reminds me of like, she looks like she should be an Aladdin. Mm -hmm. The way that she's animated. She, Yeah. Well, and she kind of looks like when Jafar is pretending to be the old man in the dungeon. Yes, that's what it is. And all the teeth are hanging out. Yeah. She looks like that. Yep. But she says, hey, go find Dimitri. It's a really rare name in russia yeah it'll be super easy to find him mm-hmm. just look for dimitri he's at the old palace mm-hmm. which is really small mm-hmm. and uh probably not a lot of people around there no i shouldn't have any issues at all yep you'll find him there yep so now we're at the theater where vlad and dimitri are auditioning girls and it is not going well no they are too old or you know too, too hammy rough <laughs> too hammy we get this one lady who comes in in a giant fur coat and says grandma it's me anastasia <laughs> i love her so much but they're all just like wow this is terrible and vlad is like this is hopeless we're never gonna find you know like that was our last hope we're never gonna get out of here we're never gonna find the girl but Demetri's like come on man we'll find somebody and while they're yeah. talking about this they run smack into anya yeah who is Question, asking about Dimitri, she's very, she's like, excuse me, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And Dimitri is like, we've got, you know, our ace in the hole is that we have this music box, and so whatever girl we present her to, if she's got the music box with her, actually, he says jewelry box, whatever yeah. girl, you know, if we say, look, she's got this, she's gonna buy it, and then we'll get the money, and then we'll be out of there before she realizes what's up. Right, exactly. So now they're at the old palace, mm-hmm. which I guess is where they live. Yeah. They've kind of, are they just squatting, I guess? I guess they are. I mean, they show it from above. And I know that they were like the rulers of all Russia, you know, for a yeah. long time. And they had 300 a years ton of money. Yeah. I'm just like, what, literally, what do you do with a piece of property this big? It's, I mean, like, there's a lot of room in Russia. So I guess it's okay to take up that much space. But who cleans it all? I know. You have to have people. You have to house the people to clean it. When it's like, if you just had less space, yeah. there's like... I don't know. It's just huge. There's only six of them in their family. I guess the extended family. I don't fucking know. It's just way too big. It was just. <laughs> it's impractical. <laughs> I want to live in a big house, but like, this is just like. Meat wedge is upset. Impractical. I just. <laughs> I just. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Dimitri and Vlad are living there. Yeah. And Anya has uh, gotten in and is wandering around. Yeah. Well, she like kind of 
breaks in. She like pulls some boards off of a doorway. Yeah. And Dimitri hears this, which I'm like, how? It, there's literally a mile from one end of the house to the other. How right. convenient that they happen to be like close to each other. And also, how are they the only two people squatting in there? I'm saying. Yeah. Like the rest of everybody else was like, oh, Dimitri and Vlad moved in. Like they got dibs. We, yeah, we got to respect that. You, there's space, man. Yeah, it's just abandoned. Exactly. But anyway. while she's wandering around, dusting things off that definitely would not still be there. I mean, there's oh, like there's nice a things lot of on this table. Stuff, yeah. yeah, She's like getting little flashes of her past. She sees people dancing around and she's like, whoa, what was that? And she starts singing her grandmother's lullaby. Mm-hmm. She sees this face and she's like singing about that. Um, and she she's kind of changed it to be like, man, I wish I remembered yeah. what these things meant you know yeah. i have these visions in my brain but i don't know what they mean and as she's singing the paintings come to life and start coming down from the walls and dancing all around her yeah and it's not joyful no it's dark and very i was like is this the overlook hotel like, what is happening? <laughs> it's creepy yeah because she's like i mean it's very melancholy too you know mm-hmm. obviously she's sad that she can't remember yeah she's like i wish i knew who these people were but also I don't know she has this vision of her father who comes down and like dances with her and then kisses her on the head and it's like do you not recognize this man as being the former czar of russia like you think you would know even if you don't know oh that's my dad like why am i thinking about him recognize why am i putting myself yeah Yeah. in this fantasy like i don't know that's just really weird and she's like man i wish i knew who my family was also czar nicholas is dancing towards me and hugging me like All of it is just very strange. I don't know that anyone that animated this movie had watched someone dance before. No. The way they just like flail their arms a bit. (laughs) It's like, this is dancing. (laughs) Well, they're Russian. I was like, I can't dance either, but I know better than that. (laughs) I know how to not do it. You don't do that. (laughs) Maybe so. I don't know. But... The song ends and Dimitri yells at her and is like, what are you doing in here? Which I'm like, what are you doing in yeah. here? It's her I, house. What? Yeah, technically. She, I mean, it's his house too. That's true. Yeah. They could fight over it. But they have enough room. They could yeah. live there for the rest of their lives and never see each other ever again. Right. But she takes off running. Yeah. And uh, he like grabs her while she's running. He catches up with her and they stop right in front of a painting of the whole family of the mm-hmm. Romanovs, which also wouldn't still be there. Mm-hmm. And he realizes how much she looks like Anastasia because she's standing right next to a painting of herself. Right. Yeah. Plus, he hasn't lost his memory. So he's, you know, he remembers yeah. what she looked like in real life, even though mm-hmm. it was a while ago. You know, he's probably got some inkling of what she would look like now. But he's just like, oh, this this is the girl. You know, this is who we need for our scheme. Yes. To be schema. Yeah, Anya says, you know, oh, I was told to find Dimitri here at the palace. I need travel papers. And she is like, you know, I want to go to Paris. And he says, wow, what a coinkydink. Mm-hmm. I was going to go to Paris. And then she like does what all of my clients do. Hi, I've just met you. Did you know that I was found wandering the streets of St. Petersburg <laughs> when I was eight years old, and my only clue to uh, who I may be is apparently in Paris. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he's like, what's your name? She says, Anya. He's like, you got a last name? She's like, well, okay, here's yeah. the thing. I don't have any information, actually. So there's a little bit of prompting. 
A little. But yeah, she's just like, here's all, here's my whole life story. But to be fair, her life story is a paragraph because she's like, I don't know. Yeah. And she hasn't developed any personality at all for the last 10 years. Nope. She's just a grown up eight year old. Sure. Well, yes, yeah, sure. She's very sassy. Yeah. But he's like being real shifty about it. And she's just like, look, can you help me or not? Yeah. And Vlad is being no help because he's just in love with this little dog that she brought and is just holding him and like talking to him and relatable. Yep. That would be me. But Dimitri's like, listen, I would love to help you. In fact, I have three tickets in my hand right here to Paris. One for me, one for Vlad. Unfortunately, the third one is for Anastasia because mm. we're going to find her. Yeah. And we're going to take her to Paris to be reunited with her grandmother. And then they start like comparing her. They're like, I mean, you know, you're the same age. You kind of look like her. You got the same color hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, could it be you? And she says, do you think I'm her? And he's like, you know, well, you look like her and you don't remember anything about your past. And, you know, the surviving Romanovs are in Paris and that's where your family is. So is it that far-fetched, really, to think? Yeah. She's like, I mean, I guess not. But, you know, I mean, I'm not her. But I mean, like, yeah, sure, every girl wants to be a princess. Haha, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, anyway, we'd love to help you, but we can't, so bye. And he just starts walking off. And Vlad's kind of like, are you insane, dude? Like, that was clearly our best bet as to, like, you know, yeah, for the, completing the scheme. Yeah. And Dimitri's like, I got everything under control, dude. All she wants is to get to Paris. She'll make the connection herself. And then he's like, you know, in three, two, one. And she's like, Dimitri, I've decided yeah. to come with you because, I mean, you know, maybe I am her. Yeah. Just to say. And if I'm not, you know, her grandmother will take one look at me and say that I'm not. No harm, no foul. And I'll already be in Paris. So. And either way, go. I get to Paris. Yeah. So exactly. that works for me. Yep. And he's like, that's that's precisely what I was thinking. Yes, exactly. And in the rafters of the ballroom, we see that a tiny white bat is watching this happen. Did he just stay there the whole time? Yeah, I don't know what he's been doing for the past 10 years. He's been dragging around this big green relic thing. I guess. Yeah, he's got the weird, gross, green Rasputin lantern. And he says to himself, oh, Anastasia, one problem there, pal. She's dead. Yeah. All the Romanovs are dead. Yeah. And as he is saying this, a green mist starts to pour out of the little human skull on top of the lantern. Yeah. Clearly a baby skull. If it is, I don't want to know. Mm-mm. <laughs> But the, so this, yeah, this weird mist is happening and he's like, okay, so this thing has been quiet for the last 10 years that I've been dragging it around. Mm. Not a peep. And then suddenly here's this girl who's saying that she might be Anastasia and it starts waking up. Yeah. I mean, she, it must be true. Yeah. That must be her. It's probably her. Yep. I do think that Bartok the Bat is very cute, but better if he were voiced by Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. That would have been pretty great. Yeah. Robert Catherine Goldthwait. <laughs> but so then the lantern starts wiggling and it starts flying around and it like kind of grabs bartok by an ankle and takes him down plunges through the ballroom floor into like a lake so they just built this whole palace on a lake sure i guess the bog of eternal stench (laughs) they told me it was daft to build a castle on a swamp but i built it anyway just to show them it sank into the swamp yeah but yeah, he just, he's getting dragged down through like some gross goop and some dirt and there's electricity for some reason. That's the electric layer. 
Oh, of the earth. The earth, yeah. It's uh, crust, mm-hmm. goop, <laughs> rocks, lightning, lava, <laughs> dust. Dust? <laughs> There's a jelly layer. Oh, yeah. Some nougat, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the moose layer. <laughs> mm. But he ends up in, like, hell? I don't know. He's like going through all these layers of the earth and then just ends up kind of in this floating hollow space where there are big chunks of rock floating around in it. And he gets dragged to one of those. It's like made of skulls and dirt and nastiness. Some kind of like purgatory. Yeah, it's limbo, I guess. Yeah. But um, he crash lands on it. And then Rasputin is there. And he shows up and is yelling, grabs him, is crushing his little bones in his hand. And he's just like, you know, who's disturbing me yeah and he's like oh shit disturb my slumber (laughs) he says bartok is that you yeah who Mm. else would it be (laughs) and uh bartok is equally surprised to see rasputin master (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh yeah he's like oh my god you're alive and then he realizes there's uh no way that you're alive because you're falling the fuck apart yeah, his hands are just falling off and his eyeballs popping out and his lips slide down, down his, his beard. beard. Yeah. Oh. Um, really gross. And he says, you know, no, I'm I'm not alive. I'm here in limbo because my curse didn't get fulfilled. All the Romanovs were not killed. Mm-hmm. If only I hadn't lost my relic that held all my powers. Yeah. And Bardock's like, oh, what, this old thing? <laughs> I've just been dragging it around for the last 10 years. Here, yeah. you can have it. And now it's Rasputin song time. This song sounds so much like Scar's song in Lion King. It does, just not as catchy because I can't remember any of it. No, but it's there's all it's a lot of. Oh, um, in the dark of the night, evil will find her. Yeah, it's very like military. Yeah, like there's march. It has a marching beat. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like the hyenas. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, and the the bugs are singing yep. along with him because bugs live in purgatory, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all bugs go to limbo. <laughs> there are some sexy ladybugs. Yeah, because this is a Don Bluth movie. <laughs> it's weird. And he says he's gonna get his revenge. I know, but like on whom? On uh, Anastasia for not dying. For not? How dare how she? Dare? What is her deal? Honestly, it just, I just like he killed the Romanovs that wronged him you know he killed alexandra and nicholas and it's like she was eight yeah i guess he's like she can't grow up to also be rude <laughs> i, I guess i mean i know like i understand he's saying he made a promise all the romanovs are gonna die in yeah. the next two weeks and then they didn't and he's like oh that's why i couldn't die because my curse wasn't fulfilled right so that I get, but for him to say like, "Oh, I'm gonna get my revenge," it's right. like you like, caused she all of this. Didn't wrong you. Yeah, yeah. She, she didn't do nothing. She didn't know anything about it. She was just trying to not die. Also, How dare is her grandma not a Romanov? Yes, yeah, she is. Then why doesn't she have to die? I don't know because she's not because she's related the other way. <laughs> she wasn't born a Romanov. I really she's don't related know. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why she escapes the curse. Yeah, he's he's not focused on her at all. He's just like, oh. Anastasia has to go huh and now he has all of this knowledge all of a sudden I guess because he has his relic now but he's like Mm. oh she looks like this she's going by the name Anya she's on her way to Paris like I'm coming after you yeah I don't know there's a part where the bugs bring him a wig 
yeah. that looks like her hair yeah. and he puts it on uh-huh. and then his reflection becomes her and he's like brushing the hair aggressively to the beat. <laughs> That's how I always brush my hair. <laughs> and then he takes it off. So uh-huh. I was like, what was the point of that? Saving it for later. <laughs> Getting his just... drag outfit ready. Yeah, just some spooky cross-dressing real quick. <laughs> I don't get it. So I don't either. But anyway, topside, we see Dimitri, Vlad, and Anya, and Puka, the dog, are on the train on the way to Paris. And Dimitri and Anya are doing uh, very strange flirting. Yeah, sassing each other. Yeah, they're fights about everything. They're both just very sassy. Yes. And they just butt heads a lot. Yes. And Vlad thinks it's cute and has been keeping score in the back of his passport. Yeah. And Anya is winning. Yep. Yeah. They get into a little fight and they like go their separate ways from the train car. They're just like, I can't deal with you. You know, like, and so Anya stalks off and then Vlad's like, oh, you know, you think she's cute. And to me, she's like, how dare you? And he stalks off in the other direction. Yeah. These guys are over fucking animated. They are. And they have this scene, especially like in this train car, their, the way of speaking has a weird cadence about it and their way of moving around. It's like, it's a dance almost, Mm. which would be kind of cool if they had intended it that way, but I don't know if they did. It kind of, it just makes me feel like I, I didn't, I couldn't like keep track of what was going on. Like I I watched this movie, (laughs) but I almost feel like I didn't. I don't know, like, I couldn't get immersed in it. I couldn't, like, catch on, yeah, to, like, the rhythm of things. I don't know. There's just something off about it that I was just, like, don't... It's distracting. Yeah. That you're just, like, I can't fully put myself in it because of this, like... Well, I can't, like, focus because their faces change so much. Yeah. And I can't follow the conversation very well without, like, reading the subtitle. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was just really weird. Anyway. It is weird. They were gonna... So Meg Ryan voices Anastasia... And apparently, which I never understand why they do this, but they were going to have her read her lines separately. Oh, like from they, everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And just have Don Bluth reading everyone else's lines to her and then record her. You know, she's recording by herself. But Weird. it proved too difficult. So they were like, they had her record with John Cusack, you know, at the same time he voices Dimitri. It's like, yeah, that makes more sense. Because then you can play off of each other and respond to, you know... Yeah, to each other's, like, tone. Yeah. yeah. just doesn't... I don't understand why they're, like, yeah, record in a different space. Yeah, it's not like you're just reading lines. Like, you're acting. Yeah. You can't just act in a room by yourself. Yeah. And especially... (laughs) You know, to have, like... They're like, okay, well, John Cusack already recorded his lines, so we will play them for you, and you can play off of them. But right. they're like, no, we're going to have Don Bluth read the other people's lines. It's like, you're going to be coming in in a totally different energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's your just weird, weird Don Bluth energy. <laughs> Fortunately, it didn't work Yeah, that way. And they got to be together, which, for whatever the end result was, at least they're on the same level of weird energy. Sure. Yeah, well, anyway, while they're having their strange interaction rasputin's little imps are headed for the train i guess he has control over them again because he has his lantern i don't know sure but they head into the smokestack of the train and start making the train go too fast Mm -hmm. at the same time vlad is finishing up forging their passports and traveling papers but overhears some other passengers saying that the papers used to be in blue but now they are in red ink yeah. And Vlad just finished doing them in blue. Yeah. So he 
like ducks into their cabin to avoid the ticket taker guy as he's coming through. He tells Dimitri what's going on and Vlad says, let's go to the baggage cart to avoid the ticket guy. And Dimitri's like, let's just get off this train entirely. Yeah, this is our exit wherever we may be. Yeah. I don't understand why. And like trains do this. And I mean, I guess they do it in real life. You see it all the time in movies where it's like you get on the train and then they're like, where's your ticket? And yeah. It's like, why don't you ask before? Yeah. Because what if you don't have one? Do they just throw you they off arrest a moving you, train? I guess. But you still get to your destination. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. It's like, what? I, I don't know. And there's like a whole thing like, ah, ah don't get it. Ah. But so they gather all their shit and they go. Dimitri goes to grab Anya, who's asleep, and she mm. slaps him in the face in her sleep. It is that part is pretty funny because she slaps him and she goes oh my god I'm so sorry I thought you were someone else and then she looks at him and and she's like oh never mind actually I meant to slap you yeah it's fine (laughs) (laughs) they all go back to the baggage car which they're trying to be like everything's fine and she's like I feel like something is wrong I feel like you guys fucked up and they're like no 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 oh are those papers fake yeah yeah but I mean she knew that that's what she went to Oh, see Dimitri true. for you I knew you could get but she's just like are there problems you know like yeah. are we gonna and they're like no the, you know your highness we thought you'd be we didn't want you to be there with the commoners but Vlad's like it's really fucking cold in here you know like we can't yeah can't hang stay. out in here um which fortunately they won't have to for very much longer because we see the little imps which are trying to get under the door of the baggage car and then some of them fly along and just detach the rest of the train from the baggage car which is all the way up at the front right behind the engine so now Mm -hmm. it's just the engine which is still going way too fast and the baggage car that they're in and that's it yep yeah and dimitri hops over from the baggage cart to the engine to see what's going on and sees there's no one up there so dimitri's like we need to jump but we're going too fast yeah and so he's like all right let's uncouple the cars then so that the baggage car like slows down is it being pulled along homewrecker haha uncoupling (laughs) see but the imps hear this and they fuse the two train cars together so he can't uncouple them easily so he just starts like hammering away at them he's like his hammer breaks and he's like there has to be something else that i can use and anya hands him a lit stick of dynamite and he's like oh that'll work and so it blows up the couple i guess which they just keep in baggage yeah there's just a bunch of it up there Hopefully that doesn't catch on fire immediately behind the burning coal that powers this train. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. But so the engine takes off without them and they're like, okay, great. You know, like we'll slow to a stop now. But yeah. then we see the imps flying off down the train tracks and they take out the bridge that they're about to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Vlad's like trying the brakes because I guess that car has its own set of brakes and uh, that doesn't work. Uh-huh. And they see the broken bridge coming up. So he decides to hang out. By he, I mean Dimitri. So Dimitri decides to hang out the back of the train car, attaches a big chain to it, and then they push the chain with a big old hook on it out the back so that it can, like, grab onto something and slow them down. Yeah. Which it, like, hooks onto the tracks itself and, like, yanks them out of the ground. But it does... Start to slow them down. Yeah. But it also, like, tears up the train car that they're on. And it's not slowing them down enough. But it slows them down enough that they can jump. Mm -hmm. So they grab all their stuff, jump into the snow, and they're fine. Yeah. Because as we all know, if you just jump into some snow or a dumpster, you're fine. Yeah. Um, Except 
one of my clients today was telling me about how she has a part-time job working for a guy who is a quadriplegic because he jumped into a snowbank when he was 19 uh-huh. that had concrete at the bottom and has been paralyzed ever since. Oof. So don't don't do that. Don't do it. Don't jump into snow. Don't jump into a dumpster. If you can't see what you're jumping into, don't. Don't. Anyway, do you think when Don Bluth drew the train car falling into the ravine and exploding, he was imagining Chief from the Fox and the Hound down there? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Chief should have died! Anytime he killed anything, he was like, this is... Just picturing Chief's face. This is for Chief. So down in limbo, Rasputin is watching all this happen, and he's angry. You know, how did that not work? How are they still alive? Bartok is like, yeah, you're right. This whole thing isn't working and goes to throw the like green relic. But Rasputin's like, no. And Go-Go Gadget arms himself like his (laughs) tendons stretch all the way out and he catches the thing before it breaks. It's really gross. Yeah, his whole thing is, I mean, Christopher Lloyd does a great job, but looking at him is really upsetting. But he explains, I sold my soul for this relic. It's the only thing keeping me alive. Yeah. Alive-ish. It's very important. Yeah. And Bartok is like, oh, yeah, okay, blame the bat. Everything's my fault. And then uh, Rasputin calls him out. He's like, you know, what are, what are you grumbling about over there? He's like, nothing. I'm just saying I could, you know, I wish I could go topside and do the job for you. That's honestly, I just wish yeah. I could do more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I'd kick her, sir. But Rasputin is like, no, 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 no. You don't have to worry about that. I've got a plan and it's going to be a super evil. Why? That's just what he is. You know, that's just his whole shtick. Just the evil guy. He's just the worst. Just a nasty little scamp. This evil one around. Rasputin. So Anya uh, and her bros are headed to Germany <laughs> to catch a boat. Yeah. Vlad is talking about Sophie, who he is very excited to see, and he's put flowers in his hair, and he's talking about how she's a delicious, delicate pastry filled with whipped cream and laughter. Yeah. <laughs> On Which, like, is she a person or a cream puff? Yes. She's both. It's true. Dimitri is like, Vlad, maybe just ex on the say like, don't, and he's like, no, 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 I love her. She's so great. She's wonderful. I can't wait till we see her. And Anya's like, well, who is Sophie? And Vlad explains she's the Dowager Empress's first cousin. And we have to go talk to her when we get to Paris because nobody gets to see the Empress without going through Sophie first, without Sophie approving her that Mm -hmm. she possibly is Anastasia. And Anya is not on board. She's like, no, I'm not here for lying. I just wanted to show up and go, do you recognize me? Do I look familiar? I'm not trying to lie to anybody. Yeah, she just wants to be like, is that who I am? Eh? Yeah. But Dimitri's like, but I mean, though we gotta. And yeah. honestly, I don't know what the difference is between being showing up to one person and being like, maybe it's me. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> I don't either. So she she kind of like huffs off. She's like, I don't want to lie to anybody. I wasn't on board. You lied to me. And then Vlad follows her up and he's like, listen, I, you know, I worked in the imperial court, actually, and I know what royalty looks like. And I yeah. think that you genuinely could be it. Like, I don't know, but you know there's definitely a chance and so we just need to do this there's like an air about you yeah that feels very royal yeah yeah and anastasia means you know being reborn or rising yeah. from the ashes which it literally does which is cool sure but um she's like oh i mean you know maybe really you really see me that way and then dimitri tromps over and is like all right you ready to become anastasia and she's like Ugh. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Every but, time they talk, she's like, Ugh. I know, you're so, oh, you're just incorrigible. I can't stand you. It's like, she's calmed down. Just kiss him you're already. So corrugated. No, wait. <laughs> That's cardboard. But Vlad finally says, listen, we know that there's, you know, that there's nothing for you in Russia. Yeah. You know that you're, if you want to have a future at all, it's in Paris. These are the steps that we have to take to get there. Yeah, we may as well see it through. Yep. So mm-hmm. Anya is finally like, all right, teach me what to do. Yep. And so we get a song and a learning montage. Mm-hmm. If I can learn to do it, you can learn to do it. Those are teaching her all the shit, how to ride a horse, how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching her about the whole Romanov family tree and where these people are from and what they were like. And she, at one point, supplies her own information she's like oh yeah and he had a yellow cat and vlad's like we didn't tell her that part yeah she just came up with that on her own yeah she seems to be um picking up on things really quickly Mm -hmm. it comes really easily to her yeah yeah and she you can tell she's like carrying herself a little bit different and now we're finally on the boat on the boat yes and dimitri says i bought you a dress and she's like wow when did you have time no, she says, wow, it's really big. But then she puts it on and it fits really well. So I think yeah. she was just talking about the fluffy. I guess. Yeah, it's just really flowy. I don't know. Bottom part. Yeah, I don't either. Um, But she had her hair like up in a hat. And then she puts it like in a low ponytail, which at first I was like, okay, you know, she just had it all kind of hidden. But it seems to just continuously get longer as the movie goes on. Yeah. and Like I mean, when it- she first takes it down, it's like. Like shoulder blade length, which, you know, I could convince myself she had piled all that up there. But by the end, it's like to her waist. Yes, it is all the way to the belt on her dress. Yeah. And then then it changes. It goes like short, like shorter, longer, shorter. But it's still like when when she is before she puts this dress on and Mm. she's like Anya. Yeah. I mean, she has it in like a little ponytail, but it's like a couple inches long. And then like some of it is like hanging out. It, mm-hmm. her hair she's got like a little pixie cut it is to her chin yeah and then she puts this dress on it's like no it's to her lower back like yeah i don't know where she was keeping all that but um maybe her hair extreme. grew because rasputin was combing the hair <laughs> down in limbo. is that how that works definitely i mean for i was like well maybe this has just taken longer than i thought you know and so yeah. like her hair but then i so i backed it up a little bit and like literally when she's looking at the dress before she puts it on she's like i'm looking for the russian circus i think it's still in here somewhere her hair is the same length very short yeah um and then we find out in a little bit that this whole arc yeah of them meeting her and convincing her and all of that and getting on this boat and getting to paris is three days yeah so no her hair did not grow that much nope it's just the magic of being a princess i guess (laughs) yes i don't know that's what I'll tell people when they ask me how they can make their hair grow faster. <laughs> you just have to convince yourself that you are the long lost heir to the Russian throne. Yes. And then it'll happen. You just need princess powers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Dimitri and Anya are dancing. They're kind of like, they're quote unquote teaching Anya how to dance. Um, and Dimitri kind of tries to compliment Anya. Yeah, but Anastasia, he's an idiot. But he's really bad at it. Uh-huh. And then, but Vlad is looking on and is like, oh, I taught her everything, but I forgot about love. Like, what am I going to do if they love each other? Yeah. How are we going to get through this? It's going to fuck up our scheme. Right. Whatever. They very nearly kiss. 
Dimitri and Anya. Mm-hmm. But then Dimitri thinks better of it and stalks off. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that they have not been calling her Anastasia this whole time. They want her to become the princess. They want her to convince, you know, her yeah, grandmother. Yeah, so she should answer to Anastasia. Yeah, but they keep calling her Anya. Yeah. Which, okay. Whatever. Whatever. In the cabin later, Anya sees the music box and picks it up. When she does, Vlad says, isn't that such a nice jewelry box? But Anya is like, hmm, I don't know. I think it's something special. I don't know if it's a jewelry box. Something secret. Mm -hmm. But then Puka runs over and interrupts her and the little like magic is broken. Yeah. We see Rasputin watching all of this through his magical orb thing. And he's like, all right, let's kill her. So he sends out his evil mist again into their room on the boat hey girl i got a real big evil mist (laughs) (laughs) and uh it goes into her brain and it like convinces her that she's frolicking through a beautiful field and some butterflies are like come with us you know follow us this way and so she does and she in real life gets up and is sleepwalking down the hall of the boat and the little dog sees this happening and like tries to go after her and then wakes up dimitri and he starts following And in her dream, she's seeing, like, her little brother, and he takes her to her sisters, who are way down in a ravine, splashing around in some water. And her Mm -hmm. dad is there, and they're like, join us, you know, jump, jump into the water with us. Yeah, but in reality, she's actually on the deck of the ship, and it's raining as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's, I'm a meteorologist. Yes. And her family is just going, jump, jump in, jump. And as she's about to um dimitri sees her and is running towards her and then her father becomes a demon and he's like yeah jump into the flames and fulfill the romanov curse yeah it's pretty metal yeah that's also like why'd you turn to a demon she was about to do it yeah you made it scary yeah she was gonna do it yeah uh, anyway, in he her just dream, he couldn't resist being so evil. Oh yeah, I forgot he was gonna. This was gonna be really evil. Yeah, with like five E's. Yeah, she had to be scared on the way down. I guess I don't know something. Um, but yeah, uh, in her dream, she's like fighting with these demons, but it is actually Dimitri who grabbed her and pulled her back onto the deck. Yeah, and then she's like, ah, the Romanov curse. When she wakes up, and he's like, what? And she's like, I don't know. Ah, just a ah, thing. She's like, I keep seeing faces, and she's like, he's like, you know, you're fine, you're safe. I won't let anything happen to you. Uh, back in limbo, Rasputin is literally beating himself up, and mm. Bartok is like, maybe you should calm down a little bit. And Rasputin like punches his, I don't know, his head is, oh, his neck's really stretched out really far. He's like bashing it against something, yeah. and then he's like, you're right, I should calm down. And he gets like really zen and like. Wiggles all the way back down until he drops his head into his own rib cage where it's like a weird green soup in there. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, he's like dropped his own head inside his body cavity and is like, yeah, which we can see like his stomach with like the bile and the ribs and it's yes, yeah, nasty for kids. But he's like, I've had an epiphany. I have to go to the surface and kill her myself, and it'll be fun. Yeah. He's getting really excited. Why didn't he just do that to begin with? I don't know. If he has the ability. They know. He's lazy. He's like, I'm really evil, but like. Yeah, I know. It would make sense if he was like, okay, you know, I've only got so much power 
I can give this one shot, you know, and if, yeah. I, if it doesn't work, then I'm whatever. But he doesn't. He's just like, oh, I guess I'll go. Well, yeah, I'll do it. Why? And then he's like excited about it. So it's yeah. like, why don't you just do this in the first place? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've made it to Paris and there is a huge house and Sophie is there and she's talking to a young lady who is trying to pass herself off as Anastasia. Mm-hmm. And she's just rattling about, oh, I remember Uncle Boris was from Moscow and every summer we used to and then the Empress is there and she interrupts her and she's like, every summer we blah, 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 finishes, you know, this story for her. Yeah. She's just like, haven't you got anything better to do than like harass an old lady? basically which i mean that is pretty sad it is she just wants to find her granddaughter and people are trying to scam her right and so sophie like ushers her out and she's like man i really thought that that maybe could have been her but next time i'll think of really really hard questions so that like imposters don't get through yeah but the empress is like no i'm done like i keep having you know hope and then it keeps getting taken away from me yeah and i just i can't deal with this anymore she says, I will see no more girls claiming to be Anastasia, which this girl that they talked to was based on a real person named Anna Anderson, who in 1922 started claiming that she was the Grand Duchess Anastasia. Oh, she actually had a ton of names back in 1920. She had attempted suicide in Berlin, and so she had to be institutionalized mm-hmm. and she refused to tell anybody her name. So they just called her Fraulein Unbekannt which means Miss Unknown. That's a cool name. I know. And then she was like, actually, my name is Anna Anderson. Actually, just kidding. I'm Anastasia Romanoff. Hmm. And then in 1927, the Tsarina's brother hired a private investigator to find out who she really was. And she turned out to be a Polish woman named Franciska Skanskowska. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or Polish is not great. Skanskowska. Yeah. Sure. So... Not her, but she did, like, go around for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And some people, like, there was one dude who was, like, a, like, vaguely related prince who was like, I don't know, man, I'm pretty sure that's Anastasia. And they were like, you met her once when she was 10. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm just saying. Just saying. Could be her. Got two ears and one nose. (laughs) Looks the same to me. Right? But it was not. But yeah, I mean, so it is... is this part is kind of real. Yeah. yeah. And it's just such a sad thought, like, to have, you know, somebody be like, oh, that's me, you know, like, I'm I'm still around. And yeah. it's like, just leave this poor woman alone. I know. So, Anya and co. have arrived in France. Um, and, you know, she's nervous because she's like, there's so much to remember. How am I supposed to remember all this? And what if the Empress doesn't recognize me? But, you know um dimitri is trying to calm her down and is like don't worry she will it's fine yeah so they knock on the door and sophie answers she hip checks a maid out of the way so that she can get just bombarded by vlad yeah (laughs) they're really cute i think they're saying each other's like very long full names but it's hard to tell yeah i had the subtitles on okay yeah that's what they were doing well it's cute they're very very happy to see each other yeah why don't they just get married i don't know (laughs) <laughs> i know it's weird they're clearly very much in love but they live very far apart yeah i don't get it i don't either but uh she ushers them all in except for puka who gets left outside and a lot of this next part is kind of from the dog's perspective just like <laughs> looking in the window and waiting yeah because vlad is like you know may i present to you 
you know, the Grand Duchess, Anastasia Romanoff, and Sophie's like, damn, I mean, she definitely looks the part. All right, let me ask you some questions. Yeah. And starts questioning her. You know, where were you born? How do you like your tea? And Anastasia's like, I don't like tea. You know, I only drink hot water with milk in it, I think she says. She's like, yeah, that's whatever. And we see, because there's like, well, Puka is outside trashing the roses, and also there's a sundial. We see that this goes on for hours. Yeah. And finally, Sophie gets to the very end, and she's like, you know, it may be really impertinent for me to ask you this question, but, you know, just humor me. Yeah. How did you escape from the palace during the siege? And we see Dimitri in the background just be like, oh, fuck. We didn't talk about that. You know, we went over literally every aspect of Anastasia's life, but we didn't mention that. But Anastasia is not phased by this at all. She starts thinking about it, and she's like, there was a boy and he came out of the wall and he grabbed us and saved us yeah and she's like that's crazy though like boys coming out of walls that's insane yep and this just like floors dimitri he's because he you know like we said is the one who led her out right so obviously he knows that this is what happened and he's just like it's actually her she is really anastasia this isn't a con after all i'm terrible at my job i'm not even <laughs> tricking anyone because this is the real thing damn it yeah and vlad's like all right i mean what does she pass is this you know does she pass your test basically yeah. and sophie's like yeah i mean she did answer all the questions and so they all get really excited but then sophie's like unfortunately the empress has decided that she's not gonna see anybody anymore which yeah. is like you could have told them that when they showed up yeah i guess maybe she just thought that she's she like, this have, question will be the one that gets her. Yeah, she wouldn't have answered all the questions right. Yeah. But Vlad says, all right, come on. You're cute and smart. And, you know, surely you can think of some way that we can get them to talk to each other for a minute. Yeah. So Sophie says, well, we never miss the Russian ballet. Mm-hmm. If you like the Russian ballet, you should go to the Russian ballet. Hoing. <laughs> She somehow, like, winks with her whole body. She does. She's just, like, wiggling her hips and, yeah, yeah. shimmying her shoulders and... Yeah, flouncing yeah. around. And Yes, it is a full body wink. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but Vlad is very stoked. He's like, yes, we did it. You know, we've completed mm-hmm. the mission. And so he goes outside to talk to Dimitri and he's like, we did it. We're going to meet the Empress. We're... She's going to see that this is close enough to Anastasia. We're going to get our money. We did it. Yeah. And uh, Dimitri is not stoked anymore. No. He tries to tell Vlad, you know, she's the real deal. That's really Princess Anastasia. Mm -hmm. But Vlad's not listening. No, he's too excited. And before Dimitri can speak up, Anastasia comes out and she's like, Sophie wants to take us shopping. Mm -hmm. And we get a whole song about how great it is to be in Paris. Yeah. And there's a lot of like famous people cameos. In this part, Charles Lindbergh is in it. Oh, yeah. Claude Monet is in it. There's a point where Sigmund Freud is walking and he slips on a banana. Oh, I didn't even see that. Get it? That's funny. Yeah, he's John Austrian. Like, what's he's he doing not, I know. in Paris? <laughs> Charles Lindbergh is an American. Oh yeah, what's he doing there? <laughs> I don't know. Did you know that Charles Lindbergh had a second family? No, he was like secretly a Nazi. Like a secret second family? Yeah. Oh fuck. He was like secretly a Nazi and had a family in somewhere in Europe. It's a whole second family. In Paris. Probably in Paris. I guess. Together in Paris. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Anyway. Yeah, Dimitri gets his own verse in the song where he's singing about being sad because he's going to lose Anya because she really is the princess. Yeah. 
You should have stayed frosty, Dimitri. Don't mix, you know, your jobs with your pleasure. <laughs> Whatever. Don't mix anything. Business with pleasure. That's what right, I was going exactly. for. Yeah. I mean, but even if she was fake Anastasia, he would still lose her. Well, unless she's not, then they could keep hanging out. But he's like, she because re- he this whole time was like, she's not actually Anastasia. The Empress will see that and she'll be like, well, I'm still in Paris. He'll be in Paris. They can keep hanging out and be friends. Yeah. But now, I mean, this is like. Except to, learned... he's going to have to run away. Sure. But they could run away together. Okay, yeah. With their, all their money. Yeah. Their con money. Yeah. Because now they get to the ballet and like Vlad's kind of nervous and Dimitri finally gets to explain he's like we have nothing to be nervous about because she really is Anastasia you know I didn't I didn't tell anybody about the thing with the door and she knew about it so I mean that really is her I was the boy in the palace like I saw yeah. it happen yeah and Vlad's like we did it you know we we brought her back to her family yeah, we I, mean, I know we were trying it. to make money but this is like cooler than that we yeah. actually reunited them um and he says and you and Dimitri's like I will walk out of her life forever because princesses don't marry kitchen boys. Yep. So he's very sad about it. But he says, we're going through with this as if nothing has changed. Yeah. And Vlad says, you have to tell her, but he doesn't. He does not do that. She shows up and she's like, tell me what? And he's like, that you look so beautiful tonight. Stunning. And so they go up to their little box in the opera house they're across the way from the empress they see her anastasia's looking at her through her opera glasses yeah not looking at the play at all no and she's super nervous she's like you know please let her remember me and she's like tearing apart her program with her hands so this pile of scraps she kind of thinks that she is anastasia at this point i guess so i don't know yeah because she's like let her remember me which right. is like well then you must think that you are yeah she's just been convinced at this point which i mean she is so right but if she is convinced then why is dimitri so against telling her i don't know yeah anyway um after the play is over dimitri takes her to meet the empress they have this like weird exchange in front of the door where you know he it feels like a moment of like okay you know, she's going to recognize you and then we'll never see each other again. So I need to like say how I feel right in this moment. But uh, he doesn't. And she wants to say something too, but she doesn't. And they're both just like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank thank you. And they like shake hands and it's really awkward. Yeah. He's like, I wanted to wish you good luck, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, they're both very like, because, you know, she starts to walk away and he's like, Anya. And she's like, yes. But she's just like, oh, good luck. And she's like, oh. Thank you know, very disappointed. Clearly, yeah. they both. It's just like stop. You're adults, but also not really. Mm-hmm. But then he goes. He's like, I'll go tell her that you're here. And he goes in and very loudly is talking to Sophie because it's like so the Empress, you know, has her own like box at the opera, so yeah. it has like a room before it and then mm-hmm. an antechamber. Yes. So the Empress is sitting, still sitting down in her seat. Yeah. And they're in like the antechamber, and he's like, I wanted to tell you that the Princess Anastasia is here. Right. And Sophie's like, Oh, you better tell her to get lost because we're not looking for her anymore or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're putting on a little show hoping that the empress will come out and be like, All right, let me meet her. Yes. Yeah. But he also didn't get the door fully closed, so Anastasia can hear what's all the happening. way outside yeah yeah i can hear all of this but the empress is like listen i 
seriously, I'm over it. Like, I'm so tired. I'm so old. I can't handle it anymore. I would rather just be lonely than be continually disappointed. Right. Which is fair. Yeah. And Sophie is like, yeah, honestly, you should probably go, Dimitri. But Dimitri's like, no. I used to work in the palace and he's trying to explain. But as he's explaining, she talks over him and is like, listen, I understand this game. I've seen it a thousand times. Men like you who train young ladies to pretend to be her and I'm tired of it and I've had enough. Mm -hmm. And she even goes as far as saying, I have heard of Dimitri. Yeah. (laughs) You. Yeah. Again, super unique name in Russia. Oh, Dimitri, you're that Russian guy. The Dimitri. Right. Uh, and the auditions that you've been holding in St. Petersburg to find the right Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Heard all about it. And Anastasia, consequently, is listening outside. Mm-hmm. And she says, guess. <gasps> so the security guards finally grab him and toss him out. And Anastasia is waiting and she's like, you used me just so you could get her money? Like, that's despicable. I don't want to be anywhere near you. I thought you were trying to help her find her family. I thought you were trying to help me find yeah. my family. but. Turns out the whole thing was just a scam. He's like, yeah, at the beginning, but not now. Now I know for sure that you are her. And she's just like, oh, fuck off. Like, I I can't trust anything that you say. And he's like trying to argue with her. And she just full on slaps him in the face. Fair. And runs off. Yeah, it's nice. Yep. And then later we see the Empress walking to her car alone. I guess. Yeah. Which I was like, guess it's safe in Paris. She's going to get snatched. That's true. But her driver is waiting for her. So somebody's got eyeballs on her. Well, it turns out it's not her driver. It's Dimitri. Yeah. (laughs) And he takes off and is like, I'm not your driver and I'm not going to slow down until you listen. And he takes her to the house where they're staying. And he's like, you have to talk to her. And he finally hands her the music box. And she's like, where did you get this? And he says... I know you've been hurt, but she's also just in, just as lost and lonely as you. Please give her a chance. Yeah. Which he doesn't explain. No, Why didn't again. He say, where did you get this? Well, I was in the palace. I'm the one who led you all out of the door. Right. Tell her. Use your words. No. Also, what did, what did they talk about on the drive over? Well, it was just her going stop this car immediately and him going i won't stop you have to listen but it's like yeah you could have been like you have to listen to what i say and then he didn't say anything i don't know anyway none of it makes any sense he's bad at talking but so then we see anastasia in her room packing her things there's a knock at the door and she's like go away dimitri but it's not dimitri it's the empress and she comes in and she's like oh my gosh you know i'm so sorry i thought you were she's like i know who you thought i was you yelled dimitri i'm not stupid yeah the one guy that lives in russia dimitri yeah but they finally get to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And the Empress is like, who exactly are you? Yeah. And Anastasia says, you know, I was really hoping that you could tell me that, actually. um, You know, but the Empress, again, she's like, I'm an old lady. I'm so tired of being tricked. And Anastasia's like, I promise you that was not my goal. I really just, you know, I'm not interested in your money. Mm-hmm. I really just want to know who I am. You yeah. know, who is my family? Is it you or is it not? Yes. Um, And the Empress, like, is really looking at her this time around. But she's like, you know, you're definitely the best actress yet. I'll give you that. But still, you know, I just can't go through this again. As she's walking away, Anastasia is like, does this smell like peppermint in here? Yeah. 
It does. Because the Empress says, yeah, it's an oil that I put on my hands. And Anastasia just suddenly remembers, oh, I remember spilling a bottle of peppermint that soaked the carpet and then everything smelled like it forever after that. Yeah. Just like what my grandma smelled like. Yeah. I used to lie on the rug when I missed you and you left. And so the Empress, she stops leaving. She turns around. She sits down. She's like, come sit with me. And she sees the necklace that she has on conveniently Mm -hmm. and asks her about it. And Anastasia says, I've just always had it. I don't know where it came from. And the Empress pulls out the music box, which unlocks that memory for Anastasia. She puts the key in the lock and opens it. Uh And the song starts playing and they sing together. Yeah. And the lyrics now say, hear this song and remember, soon you'll be home with me once upon a December. And they're both like, oh my God. You know, the Empress is like, oh my gosh, it's you. You know, my dear Anastasia, finally, after all these years. Mm Mm-hmm. And they hug, and Dmitri from outside sees this happening and is just like, well, my job here is done. I'm going to go be sad and leaves. Yeah. You know, without any sort of reward or recognition for his hard work. Yeah, so brave. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're in a giant clock. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's uh, more that has to happen, I suppose. I know. I genuinely, when I was watching this, I was like, that's the end, right? But no. No. It ain't. But wait, there's more. Yeah, great. Uh, Rasputin is there mm-hmm. with Bartok. He's mm-hmm. like, "Give me some cologne. I want to look good for the princess and not smell like a whole rotting graveyard." And Bartok's like, "Well, that's gonna take a lot." Yeah, but he's like, "We're gonna go crash the party because we see a newspaper that has announced, you know, the Grand Duchess has finally been found. There's gonna be a huge party about mm-hmm. it. Everyone's invited except you, Rasputin." He <laughs> like, says that specifically. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "No, we're going anyway." And Bartok tries to be like, just let it go, man. Yeah, you you haven't gotten her thus far. Yeah, get a life, he says. Yeah. But um, we see Anastasia and her grandmama sitting in her room reminiscing. And Anastasia's like, I remember everything now. I remember my family and how much I loved them. You know, she's looking at a picture of the whole Romanov family. She's right. like, yes, of course. I remember all of them. And her grandmother's like, yes. But we have each other, so forget all those dead people. Like, literally, she's just like, they would want us to move on now that we have each other. I'm like, did you not spend the last 10 years being like, where's Anastasia? Yeah. She's just like, fuck them. They're dead. Yeah, I just like I just like that one grandchild. It's and true. I can't she find her. did not care about any of them. I know. <laughs> and then she pulls out a drawing, which is the drawing from the night that everything happened that mm-hmm. we saw. And she says... It really does look like a pig riding a donkey. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, I remember drawing this. Olga was so mean to me about it. That's her sister. Yeah. She's like, but she was right. Um, which apparently this drawing, like the real Anastasia actually drew it. Oh. And. That's cute. Um, They like recreated it for the movie, like from. Yeah. And apparently in a letter to her father, Olga did say it looks like a pig riding a donkey. Oh my God. <laughs> Fair. Which is, yeah, that's so funny. But her grandmother's like, I'm so glad we're together again. Also, look at this crown. It used to be your mom's. Now it's yours. You should wear it with your pajamas. The crown is really cool. It is. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's a cool crown. Yep. Yeah. And so then she gets fitted for a big pretty dress. And while that's happening, Dimitri goes to talk to the empress. And she's like, you know, here's your reward. And he's like, I don't want it. And he's, she's like, okay, well then what do you want then? You know, you reunited me with my granddaughter. You must want something. And yeah. he's like, 
I don't want anything that you can give me. Right. And she gets this look on her face like, hmm. Hmm. So she asks again, okay, where did you get the music box from? You're the one that got us out, weren't you? Yeah. You saved her life and mine and you've reunited us and you don't want anything for it. Mm-hmm. Why have you changed your mind? Yes. And she, he says, it's more of a change of heart. I gotta go. And then he disappears. Mm-hmm. And then we get like 30 seconds of the grandma <laughs> making a knowing look. That's all she is. She's just knowing looks all the time. Yeah. While he's leaving, he runs into Anastasia on the stairs. And at first she's like excited to see him. But then she remembers that she's mad at him. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, right. It's you. you. Um, but he's like, oh, I guess you got your money. And he says, my business here is done. Yes. And she's like, well, great. You know, I'm, I'm glad you got what you were looking for. And he's like, yeah, I'm glad you got what you were looking for. And then they're like, bye. But they're both sad about it. Yeah, whatever. And then we see Puka, who's like all dressed up. He's got like a little coat and a little crown and little medals. Like he's a little general. And Vlad is just like, oh my God, look at you. You're the cutest dog that ever lived. It's so cute. But then Dimitri sees him and he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to Russia. Which like, why? You're already out of Russia. Like, you don't, don't have to fucking go back there, man. Yeah, just get, no a, rules. get a job here. Yeah. Fuck it. There's, why would just what? hang out? But he's like, next time you're in St. Petersburg, look me up. Which, I mean, I guess Vlad is staying. Yeah, he's going to marry Sophie, I guess. I mean, I guess. But um, even Puka is like, no, don't go. I know, you know, it's cute. Stay here. But Dimitri says, I don't belong here. You know, this is not. I'm a kitchen boy. There's a city. France is famous for kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> the Empress probably needs a cook. Yeah, for sure. At the party, Anastasia is looking out at the crowd and her grandma's like, he's not here. And she's like, oh, I know. He Wait, who? Yeah, who, who are you talking about? And she says, oh, a remarkable young man who found a music box. Mm-hmm. And Anastasia's like, yeah, he's probably off spending all of his money as fast as he can. Yeah. And then the Empress is like, listen, this is because they're looking out over this gigantic party that's happening. And it's like yeah. super rich people, you know, Being basically rich. the ball that we saw at, at the, the beginning, beginning like yeah. the same kind of thing. And she's like, this is the life that you were born into. But I know it's not the life that you've led you know, for the past however many years. And I don't know if it's the life that you want. And Anastasia's like, of course it is. You know, all I wanted was to find you. And I did. And she's like, yeah, I know that. But maybe now that you found me, you want something more? Question mark. And you should know that I'll always love you and we'll always have each other. But you should also know that Dimitri did not take the reward money. Mm-hmm. And Anastasia's like, what? what? I thought he was a scoundrel, but he didn't even take what do I do? And she like turns to ask her grandma for advice, but her grandmother has already disappeared because she's like, I'm not missing this fucking party. You do what you want. Yeah, this is my fucking party. (laughs) Actually, I don't care about you that much. Turns out. I don't understand why this is so dramatic. Why does she have to choose between? She literally does not. Yeah, I don't. She could just be like, you can just live in the palace with me. There are no fucking rules. They're not. They're not royalty. royalty. Yeah. They're just rich people. Right. Like, it's not like they have a, I mean, even if, there was a throne that she could reclaim. She could marry whoever she wants. Yeah. There's no rules. But she's just a she's just a lady now. Like she's Grand Duchess in title only. She has no kind of power. They live in Paris. They don't even live in Russia. She could just marry him if she wants. Yeah. She I don't have get to it. give anything up. Yeah. She doesn't she... have to not hang out with her grandma. No. They could all hang out together. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. But so she goes to like go to the party 
through this big like curtain and then she backs up she's like well maybe not she's like hesitating and then puka runs by her and she's like i'll go where the dog's going instead that makes sense sure and she follows puka into this huge hedge maze and she can hear him barking but she's like where are you you know come back she can't find him and the hedges keep growing up behind her and blocking off her path out yeah very labyrinth as she passes through yeah yeah and dimitri we see is in line for the train to leave but he finds anastasia's rose in his pocket yeah anastasia finally finds puka but now the hedge maze is impossible to navigate it's all thorns and vines and it's taking over this whole bridge and it kind of like leads her out onto the bridge where she finally sees rasputin yeah, and she's like, damn, I remember you, you ugly fuck. Yeah, and Puka is like, I'm gonna fucking get you. I am big and scary, and I this know. dog weighs seven pounds. I know. <laughs> He's being so brave. Yeah. But Rasputin's like, yeah, your family destroyed me, so now I'm gonna destroy you. And okay, she's that's just not like, what happened at all. Right, yeah, like, you- You did this. You sucked, and they called you out on it. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Anyway, he, like, breaks a huge chunk off the bridge that she's standing on, Mm. and she starts falling down towards the water, and she's, like, screaming, and he says, say your prayers, no one can save you. Yep, and here comes Dimitri. Yeah. From, I don't know, somewhere. He's just running. And he's like, yeah, you want to bet? And, like, punches Rasputin, Mm -hmm. but Rasputin flies dimitri up into like this big stone horse that was like a statue but now he's like made it come to life i guess which you know dimitri was going to save anastasia but now he's riding a horse off in the wrong direction which is very frustrating um, <laughs> i hate when that happens <laughs> i god i know i'm like no i'm trying to get over there um anastasia is still hanging on to the edge of the bridge Rasputin looks away to see what's going on with Dimitri. He looks back and sees that there's a ripple in the water below. So he thinks, well, Anastasia must have fallen in. Yep. Woo, did it. And he says, long live the Romanovs. Mm -hmm. As a sarcastic joke. But she did not fall in. She pulled herself up and she says, yeah, and tackles him. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I couldn't have said it better myself. And yeah. Yeah. And then Puka grabs his relic and it like rolls over to her. (laughs) And she, hey girl, you want to see my relic? <laughs> <laughs> she like steps on it in her high heels and it like cracks a little, which explodes the Pegasus, the stone Pegasus that Dimitri is riding around on. And he hits the bridge and then a big chunk of rock hits him in the head. So that knocks him out. Mm-hmm. But then she keeps stomping on it. She's like, this is for Dimitri, stomps on it. This is for my family, stomps on it. And she's like, and this is for you, Dasvidanya. And it explodes and Rasputin melts into these terrifying wiggling bones. It's like a whole rattling skeleton. Oh, and then yeah, he like turns upsetting. into dust and then he blows away. It's very black cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Anastasia runs over and she like pets Dimitri's face for a second and then she just kind of is like, Well, he's dead. And sits <laughs> off by herself and is sad about it. Yeah. But then He's like, oh, I'm actually not dead. And then she slaps him again on accident. And then she everything. Gets startled. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. Yep. He's fine. Woohoo. Yay. They actually, they were going to have Dimitri be the hero, but they were like, no, we're getting away from that damsel in distress trope. Anastasia's going to save herself. Yeah. Dimitri didn't do shit. No. No, he was not helpful. Well, he distracted him a little bit. I guess. But... So he, he was helpful, but she ends up saving herself, and I'm very proud of her. Yeah. 
And then they have the most awkward conversation because even after all of that, they, they still can't communicate. Still can't express their feelings. You know, she says, I thought you were going to. I was. But then you didn't take the. I couldn't. But why? Because. <laughs> oh, that clears that up. Yep. That makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. And then Puka comes up and gives Anastasia her crown. And this prompts Dimitri to be like, oh, yeah, shit, you're royalty. You should go to the party. Yeah. But then we see that she left the crown and a note for her grandma that says, we'll be together in Paris again soon. Wish me luck. Yep. Abiento. Abiento. And that's the end. Except for the most unnecessary. It's so weird. Crammed in here. Heteronormative bullshit I have ever seen. This is, yes, the most clear example of heteronormative bullshit this that I've ever seen. This is the definition we see Bartok sitting way up by himself. Just because Dimitri and Anastasia are like on a boat. Yeah, they've eloped. And they finally smooched. Yeah. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've eloped. They're going to go hang out. Then they'll be back. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Bartok is watching all of this go down. And then just a little pink lady bat comes up to him out of nowhere and smooches him. And then he's like, wow. And that's the end. Yep. Where did the bat come from? Who is she? Who is she? Why? She didn't speak. No prompting. Nope. She's just like, a bat. (laughs) Great. Tight. It was so unnecessary. We didn't even have to ever see Bartok again if we didn't want. There was no no need for that. I mean, if you wanted to have like, you know, because Bartok is kind of like the cute comedic relief or whatever. Yeah. Him watching them get like eloping and being in the boat and stuff if he like just had a little funny comment yeah you know something like that but this is so weird it's weird yeah it's i don't get it no why no absolutely no reason eh? bat smooching i <laughs> sells movies i guess yeah it's very strange it's just like it's so unnecessary anyway the end the end who Hooray. Hooray. And then we get the end credits, who, which informed me that Anastasia was voiced by Meg Ryan, as we already said, and a young Kirsten Dunst played baby Anastasia, which nice. is very cute. Yeah. And then her singing voice was also played by two other people. Okay. Adult Anastasia. She's voiced by a woman named Liz Calloway, who I did not recognize, but she did like a lot of like Broadway work. Mm-hmm. And young Anastasia singing voice is voiced by Lacey Chabert. Oh, Chabert. Who is Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls. Oh. Oh. What? And also voices Eliza Thornberry in all of the wild Thornberries. What? Yeah. What? I had no idea. That's wild. So that was really Thornberry. exciting. Yeah. And then we learned that Hank Azaria was Bartok. Yes. Which he's a the big Simpsons. name in The Simpsons. He plays Apu in The Simpsons, which he yeah. did for like 20 years before he was like, this is actually really racist. And then he quit. So it only took 20 years. Yeah, I'm glad he finally came around. He did a great job. Bartok's super adorable. I like the way that he talks. Like the yeah. way that he's like, ow, I tell you what, ow. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And then I'd kick her, sir. Yeah, but Bobcat Goldthwait would have been fun, damn. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> I've been thinking about it this whole time ever since I wrote read your note. Like trying to just be like, ow! <laughs> And then I kick her, sir. Anastasia? (laughs) I thought we kept her, though. Anyway, that's it. That's the end. Replay? Rewind? What do you think? No, thank you. Yeah. I still really like it. It's it's a mess. 
Um, but I like the songs and there's just something about it that's kind of fun. I will watch it again. Not anytime soon, but I'm not like, no, I'm good. Okay. I gotta watch it. Speaking of, the songs were good. Yeah. But that TikTok video that you sent me of that guy dancing, the Rasputin song. Yeah. That's not in this movie. Nope. Oh. They tried to get the, no, it's just a song about Rasputin. Oh, okay. I thought you sent it to me because it was in the movie. Nope. Okay. It's just about Rasputin. They did actually try to get the rights because they were going to have Bartok singing it. Yeah. But they, they wouldn't let him. Oh. <laughs> Boney M said, no. Okay. Don't put it in your stupid movie. That song is fucking wild. If you've never heard the song Rasputin by Boney M, it yeah. is just like, what? <laughs> it's super catchy, but it's also like. It is very catchy. They just paint Rasputin in this weird light. And then I was like, why are you singing a disco song? It came out like 78 and it's just like a whole ass disco song about Rasputin. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Yep. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I don't, I'm not going to watch that again. Oh, that's okay. I you think, don't have to. You know, I understand if there's like nostalgia value for people who have seen yes. it before, but I hadn't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, I was waiting for, you know, the light bulb moment of like, mm-hmm. oh, I have seen this. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Somehow never saw it. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one um there is yeah that nostalgia for me and mm. i just really love john cusack so i just i don't but i still the face is so <laughs> i like it it's, it's like, like we but jello what does it look like there's a lot of like a lot of well like make i guess it's mostly just rocky doodle but like don bluth just has a lot of nostalgia for me and his yeah. weird choices and this is one of them yeah so. no i love the other don bluth movies yeah we've talked about it yeah anyway it's not this one and that's fair uh, did it make you cry? No. Yeah. Did it cry. make you cry? A lot, yeah. Aww. I think I was feeling um, weepy about other things. But yeah. just like when she's in the old palace by herself and she sees her dad and she's just kind of like, man, I wish I knew what all of this meant and what was happening. And her yeah. dad like kisses her on the forehead and then she like bows to him and then they all like poof disappear. And it's just like, she's just so lost. She doesn't know where her family oh. is. And her, she doesn't know what happened to her family. You know, like yeah. it's just like a terrible feeling. And then when she and her grandmother get like reunited, I was just like, <laughs> yay. Oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It got me, but it happens. What are you going to fucking do? You get got. Yeah. Uh, it came out November 21st, 1997. Nice. Three it, days after my 10th birthday. Yeah. It had a budget of $53 million and it made $140 million at the box office. So That's it did great. really good for a Don Bluth movie. Yes. I think it's because Fox put it out. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, it has an 86% on Russian Russian tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten so, Russians. Generally beloved. Yeah, I think that's got to be nostalgia value. I think so. Because it's a mess. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah, it really is. A lot of, apparently, a lot of uh, even Russian people were like, well, it's wrong. Yeah. In basically every aspect, but it's still fun. It's a yeah. nice little story. You know, we like it. It's I cool. I wonder why Don Bluth likes Russians. Yeah, it's weird. Because Fievel and his family are Russian. Yeah. I mean, huh. I know it's supposed to be like a whole like immigrant tale, but there mm-hmm. were a ton of it could have been but, Irish. Yeah, they, been... he just picked Russian. Yeah, which was interesting. He just likes drawing their little hats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the little Vlad shaped faces. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's here's what really happened. Give yes. me a little brief history lesson here. Tell us. The Romanovs were overthrown and captured in 1918, but Anastasia was 17 years old at the time, not eight. Ah, uh, yes. 
And they were all taken to the woods where they were murdered and buried in just in unmarked graves out in the woods. But the Bolsheviks, who were the ones who revolted against them and captured them and killed them, Mm -hmm. only announced Tsar Nicholas's death. Yes. So a lot of people were like, well, other Romanovs may have survived. You know, maybe they got away or maybe they let him go or whatever. And so there were a lot of people actually claiming to be, oh, I'm Alexei Romanov, actually. I'm Olga, whatever. Like all of the children. Yeah. Um, it was a huge mess, but the like the Soviet Union was becoming a thing at this time and Lenin was taking power. And so he was like, well, it's kind of that whole thing is distracting people from what I'm doing. So I'm going to like kind of help feed those rumors and not like say uh, anything about it and not quash any of them. So the song at the beginning of like, well, at least we have rumors. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of about that. Kind of. Yeah. Actually yeah. what happening. Um. It wasn't until 1979 oh, wow. that an amateur detective named Alexander Avdonin discovered the burial site, mm. but he only found five bodies of, in it. So he found Tsar Nicholas, his wife Alexandra, and three of their daughters, mm. but they had four daughters and a son. Yeah. So they were like, well, here's part of the family, but that helped again to you know fuel those rumors like maybe anastasia escaped because we never found her body right she's probably out there somewhere um it wasn't until 2007 that a smaller burial plot was found near that one that they confirmed held the bodies of alexei romanoff their youngest child and one of his sisters so they never knew quite which sister was maybe alive right yeah but couldn't find but they just went with just picked anastasia yeah because it's fun Yep. But yeah. so, I mean... I mean, I also think that it's funny that no one was like, maybe Alexi is alive because yeah. that dude was dying the whole time. Right. <laughs> They're like, there's no way. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Yeah. What was he, five? Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's wild that it was almost 100 years later that they finally were like, okay, we found her. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of sad, but also wild that they were like, maybe she's out there, maybe she's... And she was like, feet. From yeah, the, you know, from she the was there. Them, yeah. yeah, they all died at the same time. But anyway. Anyway. Grigory Rasputin, also a very real dude. Super gross looking. Which every time I hear about Rasputin, I always think that Rasputin is somebody who lived in like the 1800s. But right. it's like. Yeah, there's photographs of him. Yeah, like modern time. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Not, not modern, modern. But no. One but modern. The century that we were born in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah and he did like some of what they were saying was true he claimed to be a holy man and he kind of weaseled his way into the romanov family by saying that he could cure alexi's hemophilia yeah and so they were like read about why that worked no so they didn't know what hemophilia was and they didn't know that alexi had it okay but what the doctors would do was um basically do bloodletting Mm because that was just what they thought would help you know that's yeah. just what doctors did at the time they didn't know what was wrong with him but they're like this should help right and the only thing that Rasputin ever did was be like mm, tell the doctors to leave him alone and i will fix him okay so they stopped taking more of his blood so all they yeah they, <laughs> he just like called the doctors off yeah and so he would get better because he wasn't bleeding out gotcha yeah so no magic there nope just coincidence mm-hmm. yeah just him being like stop yeah hey <laughs> Cut it out. And then he would pretend to use his, like, magic power to make him feel better. Gotcha. Yeah. 
I definitely did listen to the whole like last podcast mm-hmm. series on Rasputin, but it was I a while ago. Don't retain information. Yeah. The way I used to. But he did, yeah, so he ingrained himself into the Romanov family and they did trust him and he was around all the time. Mm-hmm. And then World War One broke out and Tsar Nicholas had to go deal with that. So he left St. Petersburg, which left Rasputin and his wife in charge, basically. Yeah. And so they kind of took over and it is said that his influence massively turned the Russian people against the Romanov family, yeah. which did lead to a revolution in 1918. Yeah. So... But Rasputin died in 1916. Yeah. But the reason that Rasputin turned the people against the Romanovs, I mean, they were already, you know, everybody is starving and the Romanovs are living this like lavish lifestyle. But the people of Russia had always believed in a kind of like the royal family is like holy. Yeah. You know, like they've got like magical powers bestowed upon them by God, basically. And but then they could see through what Rasputin was, mm-hmm. and the Romanovs couldn't, and so it kind of like broke that bond of trust because oh. they were like, "This guy is obviously just a charlatan, a bad person." Yeah, and you all are so taken by him. So clearly, you're not holy people. You're just taking all of our money. Yeah, <laughs> you're just shitty people. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. and you're up there living large, and for what reason? Right. You know why? Who? If who, you're not chosen you by God. Power, yeah. 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 Yep. Well, I mean, you know what? That's fair. Absolutely. If their palace was actually that big. Fuck them. It's fucking fair. Anyway. Romanov did tell, supposedly, tell Alexandra. He's like, I feel like I'm going to be assassinated soon. Oh. And I'm just going to let you know, if it's one of your relatives that does the assassinating, your whole family's going to die within the year. Oh. Like, I'm putting a curse on you. Yeah. You're all going to die. Which did not come to fruition because he was assassinated in 1916 by her, I think, cousin, Prince Yusupov, who they do mention in that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But it took two years until they died. Yeah. So he was wrong. But uh, there's little, like, references to that because when they did kill him, they chopped a hole in the ice and put his body in it. So yeah, that's why because he falls he in the water. wouldn't fucking die. Right. They tried to poison him. Didn't work. They tried stabbing him. It didn't work. Like, there was so much, like... Shot him. Yes. Put him in the ice. Right. Yeah. Which is also mentioned in that Boney M disco song. Oh. Where he's like, they say um, at the end, like, like they had to go. But, like, so they poisoned his wine and it's like, rah, rah, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. He drank it all and said he felt fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, all right, well, we'll try something else. But oh, that didn't work. It's really funny. That is funny. So that's Rasputin. And then we get to Marie Fyodorovna, oh, okay. who's... I don't want to say real name, but her name before she got married was the Princess Dagmar of Denmark. Okay. And then she got married to Alexander Fyodorovna, who was Nicholas's father. So she was, you know, she's the dowager empress. Yeah. Anastasia's grandmother. She did, in fact, survive the attack and lived for 10 years after. Okay. Um, But obviously was never reunited with her family because they were all dead. They were dead, yeah. She held out hope that Nicholas was alive mm. because no one saw him get killed. They just, you know, they burst in, they captured them and dragged them off to the woods. But she was like, no one saw Nikki die. So well, maybe oh, maybe he's still out there. He made it out. Which is really sad. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if the Romanovs were terrible people or what. I don't, you know, know yeah. the whole situation. But for this old lady to be like, maybe my son and family is still out there somewhere. And she held out hope and yeah. just really bums me out. They weren't. 
I wouldn't say that they were terrible people or like evil people just from what I know, but it was like they were the last of the Romanov line that had been ruling for 300 years. Yeah. And they just literally didn't know what they were doing. They were bad with money. Yeah. You know, they led the country into a famine. They did terrible in the war. You know, like they just were bad at their jobs. Yeah. Because like, they all got we know the is jobs. Being rich and sparkly. Yeah. They got the jobs, you know, just from being born. Yeah. Nobody taught them how to do what they should have done. So, that's fair. and I mean, yeah. that's a huge country. Yeah, and they just kept getting bigger. It's like, yeah. like, you can't take care of all of that. Yeah, stop it. I mean, I know a lot of woods and snow, but like, stop. There's people here that need yeah. your help, and it's yeah. a rough country to live in, so. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. One of my favorite classes in college was recent Russia. Oh, nice. And it started with World War One. Gotcha. Russian history is very interesting. Yeah, truly. There's a lot of names with a lot of V's in them. I know. I had a lot of fun just, you know, learning about this family and like mm-hmm. seeing all the names. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And there's a lot of like so much family crossing over. Like, she was a princess from Denmark and mm-hmm. then she like married the Tsar of Russia and like started having that family. And then uh, Nicholas's wife, Alexandra, was like German royalty. Mm-hmm. And so it was her brother who was like, listen, I've got all this like money and clout and power. I'm going to see who this lady who keeps saying she's Anastasia is. Like, yeah. So he was like in charge. It's just wild, you know, how much they're like, oh, we'll just well, and that's how join they, this country with this country. And- yeah, that's how they used to do alliances because they're like, okay, well, we can't attack our sister's country. That's rude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's Russia. It's huge. And historically, it never works out. It's so maybe cold. we should just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super interesting. And yeah, a lot of cool names. I like Fyodorovna a lot. Yeah, it's a good name. So anyway, back to the film. Oh, yeah, the movie, right. Uh, Meg Ryan was not super on board with... She'd never been in an animated movie before, and she didn't really want to do it. But Don Bluth was like, she's the only person that I want to play Anastasia. Yeah. And so he was trying to convince her. And she was like, I don't know. And so then he had the animators take scenes, a scene from Sleepless in Seattle oh. and animate Anastasia's face over it. Okay. And they sent it to her and she was like, that's tight. All yeah. right, I'm in. Okay. Uh, John Cusack auditioned for the role and got it and waited until he got the role before he told them he couldn't sing. <laughs> so they're like, okay, I guess we'll find someone else. Yeah. Um. They the girl that they got to do Anastasia's singing voice was just supposed to she came in like last minute because the girl who there had a lady who was supposed to do a lot of the songs and she was sick and they just like, well, here, we'll just have you do like stand in and then we'll figure it out from there. You can just do some background voices, whatever. And then they liked her so much that they're like, actually, just do all of the singing. So she was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, They really wanted Woody Allen to play Bartok, but then while this movie was in production all the information about him and his stepdaughter stepdaughter came out yeah so they were like yeah maybe not maybe we don't yeah and then later jeffrey katzenberg was like great idea actually yeah i i I like this guy yeah he's funny yeah i read more about their relationship because i was like you know i know that everyone always says that he married his daughter but i'm like i don't you know clearly they're not blood related so i just want to find yeah. out like what is actually and it's it's still gross like oh, yeah so he was dating mia farrow mm-hmm. who had adopted this i think she's korean yeah girl 
and she was an orphan so they didn't know exactly how old she was they guessed that she was like five to seven when she adopted her um but it was like mia farrow and her husband at the time adopted this girl and then they got divorced and then mia and woody allen started dating and he adopted two of mia farrow's children but not this girl so he wasn't ever legally her father he was just dating her adopted mother and adopted two of her siblings which yeah <laughs> two of her like blood siblings no oh, okay. adopted like, so adopted she's siblings. not she's not biologically related to any of these people right but how old was she yeah like in Woody her Allen, teens yeah, like started dating they started her. hanging out when he picked her up from like a soccer game that she got injured at yeah. when she was in the 11th grade and they were still like we're not quite sure how old she is apparently they started dating when she was 21 maybe which i mean <sighs> it's like, still the power dynamic exactly that's what it is and she has said and they're still married they I have know. children together they're still married um she has said you know he was never like in a paternal role to me he was never i never saw him as my dad he was just like around and yeah. then we started hanging out and then i fell in love with him um gross he's like <laughs> i mean yeah i was kind of in a paternal role to her like whatever so that makes it even grosser and she was like 21 and he was like 50 something well, like in his late 50s when they started dating yeah so the whole thing is just like <sighs> super gross and yeah the the power dynamic especially like you know it's yeah. this young girl who's like not even from this country mm. and then this guy with a ton of money and influence and, and 30 in, years older in a parental is. role whether or not right you know yeah you are dating my mom yeah you're in some sort of father figure role to me like yeah. and he's picking her up from school you know yeah so like <sighs> gross, gross. So anyway, fortunately, Fox Animation was like, yeah, we're not messing with that. We're going to... Hard pass. Yeah, we'll go with Hank Azaria instead. Over to DreamWorks. Yeah. So as Hank Azaria <laughs> auditioned and he got the role within 10 minutes. Oh, which nice. Which I think is really cute. Uh, Carrie Fisher also worked on this movie. She did some rewrites for some of the scenes. She's uncredited, but she like helped oh. out, especially the Journey to the Past like song scene. That's like hugely that's influenced cute. by her. No. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So... I'm just going to, I know we usually start with it, but I'm just going to end it on Roger Ebert's thoughts because I liked the last line of his review. Sure. Let's hear it. He gave it three and a half stars. He really liked it. He's like, you know, it's pretty formulaic at this point. It's not doing anything groundbreaking, but it did a good job in the formula that it's in. Sure. Um, And he's like, you know, Fox is showing that it's going to be a huge contender in the animation world. You know, usually we get these love stories and stuff like that from disney and this is like a really quality film and it's not from disney so that's cool that there's some other somebody else on the playing field yeah 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 um you know he's like it's got the music it's got the jokes it's got you know all all the components that you want sure everything is there and then (laughs) towards the end he says indeed every important character is assigned a sidekick dimitri has vladimir and the dowager empress has her faithful lady-in-waiting sophie by the movie's end, Dimitri wins Anastasia, Vladimir wins Sophie, and I guess we can be relieved that the filmmakers spared us the Bartok Puka nuptials. Oh my god. Like, yeah, I Yeah, because we got the pink bat. <laughs> right, we just got some fucking bat. Well. Oh, I did actually have one more thing. Oh, good. Because it ties into our Patreon episode for this month. Oh, do tell. So, this is a 
part of the reason why it did so well is because Fox put a ton of money into advertising it. Oh. Mm-hmm. They surpassed themselves in the advertising that they had done the year before for a little film called Independence Day. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they put even more money into advertising this movie than they did Independence Day. I wonder if they did that because... Wild. Yeah, it was their, like, debut Yeah, they were like, we really want to make sure that this works out. But they just had, like, deals with everybody, like Burger King and this and that. And they're just like, we're doing toys. We're doing plushies. We're doing just, they plastered everything with Anastasia. And this one made $140 Yeah. But, well, probably because it's... Independence Day made $800 Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no arguing that Independence Day is a wildly better film. Yeah. And this but, one's, I mean, it's a mess. It really is. There's no getting around it. But, you know, it's a, a fun mess. A lot of people have good memories about it. I do. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just thought it was, I was like, man, the timing. Yeah, that is funny. Well, all right. We did it. We, we went to it. Russia and we came back. <laughs> we survived. Did I ever tell you that my AP US history teacher told us that we would get an automatic A if we successfully invaded Russia in the winter? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been to Russia, we've invaded, and we made it back safely. Sweet. Better email him. Get yeah. your A. A plus, please. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invade, but I did start a podcast, which is like kind of the same thing. Kind of the same. People in Russia could like listen to this. It's kind of an invasion. <laughs> Who anyway, knows? That's it for us. That's it. If you want to talk to us, you can. We are on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast. That's really the place to go. You can message us. You can see like. That's got the link to our website, which has the Patreon and a bunch of other cool links. Redbubble, you can get some stickers. So that's that's where I would go. But, you know, you can email us, replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. There's a Twitter, Replay We Rewind Pod. Mm-hmm. All those places. Yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of our episodes where we travel to other parts of the world in <laughs> times and some unfortunate places. <laughs> um, yeah, they're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, all the places where you can get a podcast. Uh, like Meat Wedge said, we also have a Patreon if you want to come over there, get some bonus episodes. We also, if you go to our coffee page, you can buy individual bonus episodes if you don't want to commit to the whole Patreon. Yeah. Which, that would be silly. I mean, just do it. But. I know. We mail you stuff <laughs> if you're a Patreon. I'm a patron, you know, send you a sticker. Shout your name out on the show. On the show. Tell you how much we love you. Uh, what... Speaking of going to weird places, what are we talking about next week? Um, well, next week, we're going to learn about how a young girl's life turns hairy when her new pet monkey turns out to be a trained pickpocket on the run from a scheming mm. Romani person. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, IMDb. It's Come 2022. On. Let's update our slurs. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some fun stuff in that. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. Stoked. Anyway, in the meantime. Yep. Stay fresh cheese bags. And uh, don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and (laughs) re-sputin. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.